Welcome to your Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh, no, Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. We truly are at their mercy, aren't we? (laughs) That's why it's the tagline. Uh, Well... Before I forget, uh, I wanted to clear up confusion. Next week's show is canceled, strictly speaking. There is not a call-in show next Wednesday night, but it will be replaced with the election night stream Tuesday night, November 8th, same time, 9 Eastern. And uh, yes, we will take election-related calls during that stream. Same process. We'll have our call screener hanging out in the Discord server. We will take... uh, uh, a few here and there. I'm not exactly sure how many we'll get to. It won't be quite the same process because we'll be pausing to talk about results and I'm going to chat with uh, my friend Frank and and we'll see. Uh, it'll be a much more freestyled stream, I suppose. So bring, uh, please bring your patience if you choose to uh, participate with calls. But yeah, we're happy to hear from you next week on Tuesday and we'll keep it to election related topics since it's an election stream that night. Uh, but the call-in show will return as usual, after that, on Wednesday, November 16th. And speaking of the election, they're laying the groundwork, man. Uh, I've saved the clips for Sunday because I certainly want to talk about them. But Corrine Jean-Pierre earlier today talking about, or maybe it was yesterday, uh, talking about how uh, the the GOP will refuse to accept the election results. Well, how do you know? How do you know? Number one, how do you know what the results are? And number two, how do you know they'll refuse to accept them? That's an interesting yeah. question. And Biden just gave a speech this evening and he reassured us with all the absentee voting and the mail in voting, just like Time magazine says, we're not going to know for a few days. And that's how it's supposed to work. You're not supposed to know on election night anymore. Dude, even in like third world countries, they can get it together in a, in a day or two. We had a chatter make the point. Uh, about the Venezuelan election that is also yeah. uh, apparently another episode in the freest, fairest elections of all time. And there are some people upset. Not Venezuela. Brazil. What am I talking about? Brazil, not Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. Did I say Venezuela? I confuse um, my if you're South cheating, American countries. It really shouldn't take you this long. You know, shouldn't you be like ready, like right away? Well, uh, yes. Yeah, YouTube said um, similarly, you can't deny the Brazilian election result also. Oh. But the chatter made the point there are tens of millions of votes in Brazil and somehow they count those quickly enough. How is it that our vote counting technology is sub Brazil? Yeah. I don't know. Questions that are questions that will answer live on Tuesday night. So uh, tune in for that. Uh, and of course we welcome your participation then too. Let's see. Uh, well, other than that, that's really all I had. So it's a normal call-in show tonight. You guys know how that works. But if you are new to the show and you're curious about how to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. Uh, if you'd like to participate but you can't do it live, you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question 
That is done through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact, and look for the call-in show question form. And my God, looking through them tonight, it looks like we have we got a bunch, plenty. Yeah. So I'll have to keep that in mind, and I'll have to uh, try to move through those quickly with the one answer each rule that I consistently break myself. But we will get to those. Uh, we'll stop and uh, catch up with your chats every half hour as well. Uh, and that's it. So... Uh, <laughs> Looking at looking at who up who is up first to speak. Uh, <laughs> can you see the name of the first caller in the Discord server? Let's see. In the screening room, number one with dangerous in the spaces. Screening room. <laughs> Adolf Enwardstein. Yeah. I like it. So many components. Okay, Mr. Enwardstein. Yeah. Hi. How are you doing tonight? What's, I like what's it. on your mind? Creative. You sound very distinguished. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, so actually, I will start off with just something a little bit off topic. Um, a few months ago, I was talking with my dad, and he asked me who I find to be the most, um, I wouldn't say influential, but who's had the biggest impact on me as a person. Um, and Matt, I just want to say, for me, you are my answer. My um, God. Well, th- not thanks. that... Not that I just sit and parrot your opinions yeah, and sure. what you say, but you, the way that you address questions and you know approach problems, um, it makes me sort of reflect on on how I view my own world around me. And um, yeah, you were just you were the person who jumped out to me first. Well, that is a huge honor. I appreciate that. And uh, pairing it with the name Adolf Enwardstein is, uh, <laughs> well, it's it's quite the compliment to experience. Let, let me yeah, put really. it that way. Um, no, seriously speaking, that's uh, that's high praise, man. I really appreciate that. So uh, thanks for the kind words and thanks for sharing that. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I, now, I'm kind of I'm kind of speechless about that. I just appreciate know, um, it very much. I'm uh, I'm glad that I can make your night. Now, if you're ready for me to tank the call, um, <laughs> I have okay. a discussion on uh, not that this is an endorsement, but I wanted to get your views on the consumption of ethical child pornography. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's not yeah. a thing. Hmm. Well, so I know at upfront. Uh, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the streamer Destiny. Um, do you yeah. guys know that at all? Sure. Yeah. He had a video on it and I, I watched it. He was actually, it was a discussion, I think, with Soph, um, if you guys remember that from Soph from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he brings up a few points uh, that I thought were really interesting. Um, so I will start off with a caveat. This is in the discussion. It is not about, hey, you know, I'm pulling someone's eight year old off the street and we're making some new stuff to sell. That is not the discussion that anyone that I'm that I'm having that and I've seen anyone else have. Uh, the discussion is concerning um, taking people who have been victimized um, and and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, sort of <clears throat> giving them I don't know reparations. That's not the word I'm looking for, but giving them some sort of compensation. There we go. Some compensation to use the material that they have had created of them in the treatment of. Um, people who are inclined towards children. Whoa. Okay. This is a totally different direction than I thought it was going. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about like, uh, you know, fake images, basically like uh, digitally uh, created or something. But you're saying you're talking about real child pornography, real child victim, take that material and use it as some sort of, uh, well, use it as uh, relief for those who find it appealing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, okay. essentially. So like I said, I'm not, I don't have any idea how I really even feel about this, but I thought it was like a really interesting conversation and I want to get both of your input. And the um, way the premise the, here is that the, the child is now an adult or is the child yeah. still a child? No, this is a, you would have to be a, a consenting adult who understands what, what was made of you is being used and what it's being used for. Man. Um, yeah. what? Well, no, can't we just kill these people? Why do we have to appeal to their, their, their whims and their, their evil spirit? Why do we have to do that? So, if I sorry, Matt, if I can, uh, yeah, so of course, go ahead. There's there's two uh, two papers that I was reading, um, discussing this, and the first one was um, it was back in uh, the 90s or, or something. Whenever it was like Czechoslovakia, they had uh, hard hard bans on all pornography; you couldn't consume it at all. And then when they uplifted that, they said all pornography was um, ethic or was not uh, was consumable anything. If it's if it exists, it goes. And with that, once they did that, they saw a pretty drastic decrease in the number of children being abused. Um, there's another guy. He, How could you even a, establish causation there? That's a bullshit study. I mean, I don't know. This is it's true. You know what is you can't separate separate well, those two. How so, how not? How could you not? It could be any number of societal factors or other influences unrelated to pornography. I mean, that's fair. That's valid. So the the fundamental problem with child pornography is that in its creation, it inherently victimizes a child who could not consent to its creation. That is the at the time. So it doesn't matter right, if they exactly. grow so, up because at the time they still weren't. So un, that's the question. Can you retroactively consent, which is what happens in this hypothetical? And I'm actually I'm going to say no on that. It, it okay. matters when it was created, not the fact that you became an adult 10, 20 years later. When it was created, it was created without the consent of the subject. That makes the material itself. Um, that is the basis for the material itself being criminalized, and that's that's okay. probably how I would answer that question. Okay, all right, and and I think that's that's super valid. Um, to bring it back to sort of where you thought this was going, then yeah, if if we talked about sort of um, you know AI generated um, cheese pizza. Is is that something that you think that we should allow as a society, or is this saying no? There was uh, no, another no, no nothing. I've seen no evidence that this is going to reduce the in incidence of pedophilia. Even if I did see that evidence, I don't want that stuff. I don't want that stuff circulating. We we also could find evidence that it increases the amount of pedophilia because um, it creates an environment where it's normalized. I mean, there's no way to get this data, and then just. Just by us reviewing data to see if these things are morally acceptable in our society, like I have a problem with that too. Like no pedo stuff, no pedophiles being accepted in society. We should kill them. <laughs> I uh, I don't uh, I don't necessarily fault that as a a gut level reaction. Um, I do my concern with that the idea of uh, the 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 fake images. We're talking about drawings essentially. Yeah. Um, that undermines what I just said, where there's a victim who was the subject of it and inherently couldn't consent. That's erased by this hypothetical. Uh, we're all the victim so, though. Society is the victim of, the, of that. But we're also talking about criminalizing drawing pictures. And that's also, that's very, that's a very dangerous precedent itself. Yeah. No, no, no child porn. I don't know what to tell you. But is it, is that child porn is, is a fake image that is created without the use of have a child seen, is that child porn have you seen modern not, cgi it is 
so good and that this like face, not face tuning, but you know, the face swap thing. Yeah. It, it's so advanced. Like you can create a character that is totally indistinguishable from somebody in the real world. And the, obviously it, it goes without saying that I am not here to defend the practice of consuming that material or that I think that that is good or healthy. What I'm wary of is a legal structure that starts telling us what pictures we can't draw, though. That makes me nervous. But there are standards about about child pornography that could just be applied to CGI. I'm not talking about like two stick figures or whatever the fuck. I'm talking about hyper-realistic pornographic imagery of children. Absolutely not. No functional society would allow this. I, uh... My gut reaction wants to agree with that, but I'm worried about how to draw those lines. What what is too realistic? But we do that in the law anyway. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just need to know what those lines are. I would say uh, anything beyond a basic cartoon. Well, but even that, like you could like anime style. Uh, cartoon characters like how, yeah, how... I, I, I don't like it I mean legal distinctions like these are made all the time we shouldn't be acting like they can't be made I understand this this slippery slope concern about free speech and I I am a free speech absolutist but this does not qualify well, I, I wouldn't would you, would you go as far as to say that images are not speech no okay so what what is the distinguishing factor? If images are speech, how do we separate this out as something that is? Well, we already do it. We are we already do it with child pornography, don't we? But there's a child when a child is is actually victimized. But in this case, a real child isn't. If you presently have computer animated or or computer generated child pornography, you will still be charged with child pornography. I don't know that that's the case. Actually, I, I actually don't know. Someone might be able to clarify that point for us, but I, I'm not going to Google that. But if somebody could, look very, into that. it is very dangerous. Um, Mr. N. Wordstein, do you know the answer to that question? I, I don't. Not off the top of my head. No. Okay. I'm sorry. If there's no child that was that was used in the creation of that image, I'm not sure that that's technically illegal. I don't know. Uh, Are but you it serious? is. It, then why would any pedophile have actual child pornography? Why would uh, Why would anybody do any of the uh, any of the things that they do like that. I think especially it's, it's, at least it's between consenting adults. The uh, it's like uh, I think for a lot of people, and this is why this is like why there's a lot of uh, so-called conspiracy theories about you know what goes on at the Epstein Island, uh, the Epstein Island and places like that. Once you reach a certain level of power, the thrill of getting away with things that nobody ever should, or even if you're just the sort of person that, finds a thrill in that there's there's a we're trying to get in the head of very sick people like why they would choose to consume this is hard to understand or rationalize but they do yeah yeah no i'm out i don't care if i can't describe why or give you a legal basis for it i'm out absolutely not no way not in my utopia where we just kill these people and then it's not a problem. I, I i think it could be articulate i guess what i'm trying to say is what's the difference between banning that picture and say banning um offensive depictions of muhammad or something like that how do we it's the graphic sexual nature of children being involved okay but what's what's the difference between what's the 
rule. It's it, it's just graphic images of sex. Muhammad fine, child porn not fine. Okay. All right, but I if Muhammad, it. but if Muhammad is naked, if Muhammad is, we can see Muhammad's dick naked swinging Muhammad around. Naked Muhammad is fine. Uh, okay. Muhammad getting a BJ from a nine year old not fine. <laughs> okay, but what? But if they're stick figures, fine. We've established that. I'm not. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, if trying it's a to... stick figure and then there's like a little bubble and it says nine years old, nobody <laughs> needs to go to jail for that. Okay. Okay. This is. I'm uh, talking about uh, underdeveloped secondary sex characteristics, like obvious child pornography. I guess what I'm worried about is when we've established the precedent that pictures that are drawn that are ex offensive. Well, ex offensive is is sort of an inherently subjective standard that can continually creep on what sort of art you're allowed to create, what sort of pictures I'm you're allowed to draw. I'm not necessarily talking all about that sort of um, stuff. creation of art. I'm talking about computer generated images that are indistinguishable from um, from other images. Well, there's a lot of art that's like that too. You can make an oil painting that's practically a photograph. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to tell you here. Like like no child porn. Well, that but that is, this is what I'm saying. Is that child porn? If it, if the uh, child creating a hyper realistic oil painting depicting uh, like is child pornography? Yeah, that's child pornography. I, I there's I think there's got to be a real child involved for it to fit the definition. At least for for me, hmm. that doesn't mean again. It's not saying that the consumption of that material is good or cool. It's just. Ooh, the slippery slope of drawing pictures makes me nervous, even if the pictures are realistic. Matt, can yeah. I ask you just one follow-up question, and then yeah, I'll, sure. I'll drop and, off. Yeah, sure. And thanks, uh, I don't. You know, we've both said our piece here, so I think that yeah. we'll probably. Yeah. Know, so just but. to toss one last ratchet in here for us, um, there's. I, I work in AI. I I build AI, but for cancer yeah. data, um, I'm very familiar with like how artificial intelligence works. Um, you you build artificial intelligence by feeding in previously seen data. Um, and then you can make types of networks that make data. Um, so, if so, just to to tilt this a little bit, you could train a neural network on real cheese pizza, but make fake cheese pizza. Um, mm. Would you would you classify it in the same bit where the output is not a uh, a victim? That's not even a real person. But, but the they use was. a reference photo. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Well, if there's a yeah, reference you... photo, yes, yeah, certainly you should be criminalized okay. for the possession sure. of that. What about um, for the model? But, the model you can't get the input out, but you can generate output. So what are you saying? Like they they, <laughs> they were getting really technical here. Uh, like yeah. a, a, a some sort of algorithm was created with an original reference, but then the reference is erased or something like that. Uh, on a neural network, you you train it, and the the model learns how to pre- make make it, but you oh. can't say show me the input. There's no input. Uh, you just say make something. If if there's an input that was that is the real thing that ha- the possession of that has to be criminalized. But in the oh, same, yeah, I guess course. what I'm saying in the same way that if you're just using your imagination to draw a picture, I suppose if a computer program does the same thing, uses an AI imagination to draw a picture, I would have the same concerns about creeping too heavily on the freedom to draw a picture as a matter of free expression. Sure. Okay. But. Anyway, uh, you certainly succeeded in, uh, well, uh, <laughs> creating creating quite the conversation, Mr. N. Wordstein. Uh, well, thank uh, you for uh, the kind words, and thank you for yeah. the thought exercise. Yeah, then, and Appreciate that's it. what it was, a thought exercise. Thank you for having me tonight. <laughs> He's like, this is a thought exercise. It's okay. <laughs> well, uh, Thanks, yeah, I, 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 
I look forward to uh, atoning for how I've spent 15 minutes defending child pornography, Um, which, of course, is not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to talk about drawing pictures, but I'm not so set in my ways that I couldn't be persuaded. Obviously, I think that this is a very serious uh, uh, concept, a very serious issue. And even if there's no what I could say to to the other side of my concern, um, even if we're creating fake images that indulge people of this persuasion or this uh, this particular uh, interest, does that itself increase the chance of creating child victims later? Yeah, just we because can never we never have that data. Well, just because we don't have a child victim in the creation of this image doesn't mean we don't increase the likelihood of the next child victim. And as a general rule, I don't necessarily like laws that are sort of preventative in in nature that way. But in reality, we do do that all the time. I mean, the the, the speed limit is a preventative law. It's not uh, it's it's stopping you from harming someone before it happens. That's the nature of the speed limit as a concept. Oh, I so, just got a text that it does not matter whether it is real or fake. Uh, who said? Can I ask who says that? Uh, a friend? No, you can't no. ask. <laughs> I don't mean to get anybody in trouble. Is that true though? That if it's fake, well, I'd be interested to talk to a lawyer who knows more about that too. Like how fake? Because again, we're probably not talking about stick figures or something like that. We're talking about realistic fake images. You know. The legal definition of pornography is not totally, um, totally thought out though. Like there's that famous quote. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I can't describe what pornography is, but I know it's it Potter Stewart. It. I wrongly attributed we it to about this. Oliver Wendell Holmes recently. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there, there obviously has been some debate, uh, amongst legal experts about this for, hmm. for quite a while. Even in the, the scenario I just laid out though, I mean, that, that makes me concerned too, like a, a preventative law that's based on speech. I'm going to stop you from expression on the basis that that expression could harm someone later. That's a, that's a standard that makes me nervous too. Yeah. I mean, maybe I should stop calling myself a free speech absolutist because, uh, I'm not, if it, um, if it truly endangers, the integrity of the culture in in a way that widespread child pornography might but it's a compromise of free speech absolutism like that's a value that i it's i value it more how about this i swear i'll move on after this because i've spent like 20 minutes on it but i am kind of interested in the principles at stake here uh what about uh a, a a piece of writing what about an extremely graphic description that would be no no i don't think that you can do anything about that okay anyway all right uh, i'm sure there unless might be it's some like more... planning or instruction right right no i'm talking more like a story mm, no. an extremely graphic story no hmm. let's uh let's uh move on and see if anybody has any more thoughts about it later uh juggernaut the destroyer you're up if you're ready to go oh i'm here what's on your mind well, Dangerous Spaces wants me to remind everybody that daylight savings will be changing uh, the time next week. So if you live in Arizona, oh, this is the good one, isn't it? US, this is back. set your clocks back. Yeah, yeah. So, other than that, how was your Halloween? It was good. 
I was it was yeah. fine. I didn't uh I did, did you guys uh, dress up. I should have posted a picture of my pumpkin. We did dress our son up as a little tiger and our dog had a tiger costume too. So they were okay. both Hobbs this year. Last year was Calvin Aww. and Hobbs. This year it's Hobbs and Hobbs. <laughs> we uh, only took him to the neighbors. We didn't do a, a long uh trick or treat tour. But I did carve some pumpkins on Monday, just before trick or treat time. And uh I just made some basic faces. But every year I've done like a a stupid loosely political one like in 2020 i did it i did uh it's a hoax pumpkin and then last year let's go brandon was still fresh so i made a let's yeah. go brandon pumpkin and then this year i decided pure blood was the pumpkin so i had a sweet nice. pumpkin outside <laughs> lit up that said pure blood and uh we didn't get a lot of comments on it so the ones in the past some people would, would comment but that was the most fun part of my halloween was uh the pure blood pumpkin what about you juggernaut Oh, uh, well, we had family over. Hmm. Everyone dressed up. Some people went way over the top. Did Pretty you show-offs. did you dress up? Yeah, I put on like a I have a military jacket guy I got from like a military depot a while hmm. ago. So, I wore that and then I put a gun in my pocket. Did you just hanging out? A real gun? Nah, it was a fake gun oh. because I was outside handing out candy and I I didn't want to be bothered if someone uh, took offense to it. Uh, so, uh, Blonde, I didn't ask you if you guys did any uh, fancy costumes or. Yeah. yeah. Emmeline went as an octopus because she's obsessed oh, that's with right. octopuses. Yeah. And then I was a jellyfish and my husband was a crab. Oh, so it was a whole under the sea family theme. Did you guys actually do trick or treating or did you stay home? Oh, we did. My hat lit up and everything. We Was this the first time you've taken her around or did you do it last year? No, she. this was the first time and she would be like, trick or treat. Hmm. She'd be like, thank you. And now she's just demanding to eat candy for breakfast. It's this whole thing. I, I don't know why we've done Have this. you been able to stop her? Well, yeah. Ah. You can't stop your two-year-old. What kind of parent are you? But the night of Halloween, because she's never had candy before. She's mm-hmm. two and a half. The night of Halloween, I was like, all right, she's got this bag of, of Halloween candy. And I was like, I think we should just let her just let her go to town. And so <laughs> I, well, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. I thought I thought you said she, you stopped her. Now you didn't. No, now we've stopped her. The oh. night of Halloween... Because she's never had candy before. Yeah. And I was like, let's just let her eat as much candy as she wants. Okay. And boy, she did. She ate a full size Snickers for like okay. an adult. Yeah. A bag of M&M's. And uh, once she discovered Twix, it was like all over. So why did you, at what point did you decide to intervene? She just stopped herself. She was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, <laughs> and then <laughs> okay. we hit the candy and now we give her one piece of candy a day and then we eat the rest of it. Ah. I don't know. She's it's not my parenting style, before. but she had never had candy before. No, I'm surprised you didn't kill her. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> she'll self-regulate, right? But then she was like a dog that just kept eating and eating until they throw up. <laughs> it's questionable parenting. All right. Any other so. Halloween thoughts from you? Not really. Although I was curious, did you see any Nazis? out and about <laughs> no i did unfortunately, not unfortunately no no yeah. no adolf hitlers or ss commanders huh? no i didn't see That's well my wife bad. uh my wife loves halloween so she does most of the door answering so i was uh on the computer taking care of some work stuff while she was handling trick-or-treaters so i actually didn't see a ton of the trick-or-treaters but uh <laughs> it looked like a lot of you know, typical costumes not like uh not edgy stuff like that there were no uh, prince harry's walking around ah. All right, yeah. 
All right. Have I'll a good try night. and get an SS costume next year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you later. Uh, all right. I'm a psychopath is up next. Yep. Mr. Psychopath. Yep. I'm Are you a real thing. cyclist? Uh, no, no, no. It's a motorcycle path. Oh, okay. I'll allow it. Uh-huh. Motorcycles are allowed. <laughs> uh, mostly allowed. They're anyway. They're not. The, they're not on the level <laughs> what, what, what of cycles. What do you mean? What do you mean? Most, what do you mean? Motorcy- motorcycles are <laughs> most likely allowed. Uh, it, lately, we've been talking about. Um, I would say our, but I don't want to mischaracterize blonde. My hatred for cyclists on the road, and I mean like bicyclists, not necessarily oh. motorcycles. Oh, okay. Uh, I I yeah. hate I, I hate I I hate bicyclists myself. All right. So, <laughs> common ground. Anyway. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying bicyclists can be annoying because like I they're they're like oh I'm better than you. You shouldn't be a you shouldn't be a car on the road. My bicycle is more important than you on the road. That's exactly. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, so, yeah. So we're on the same page. All right. Uh, what's uh, on your mind? I didn't know because honestly, I had didn't have a specific topic in mind because I haven't talked to you guys in a while, and I realized that it was like coming on nine o'clock, and I'm like, you know what? I want to talk to Mountain Blonde, so I want to just go into the Colin show, and I'm here, but I don't have a specific topic in mind, so I'm trying to figure out what to talk about. <laughs> okay, well, uh, when you well, well, feel well, it, just joking. Yeah, what what are your opinions that? on? <laughs> no. Okay, I, your I choices you are talk- circumcision. Number, number Fake child oh, porn yeah. or objective morality. These were the three things you were talking about prior to me getting on. Yeah. Well, right, we've talked about at least one of those. All right. All right. Me and Blonde on the same page. Circumcision. Don't do it. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, the the child porn. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> I mean. I know. Uh, if that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, are we on the same page there? I'm assuming oh, yeah. We are. Oh, no, I'm very pro. Uh, <laughs> definitely do it. It's... He just became pro pedophilia yeah. like f- in the last five minutes. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I hope I hope the hell not, Matt. I, I thought you <laughs> I'm were mostly like, joking. You know, you're, supposed to, you're, you're, you're supposed to be like the, the, the voice of reason in this whole conversation, right? I find myself to be like right between Matt and Blonde as, as, as far as my political spectrum is concerned. I'm like, I'm kind of like in between, which is a perfect perfect scenario it's like you want to stab someone but you're going to think about the principles of doing it first yes you know, no yeah. no although i think about the, no I, I want to and i'm like oh i can't i can't <laughs> <laughs> well you know what anyway. happens when the knives come out the people who think about the principles of the de- are dead first they're the ones bleeding out and not surviving typically, so typically yes but i understand that so, i understand uh, that my fate is a sword one day but it's going to be a very honorable principled sword and I wouldn't have it any other way. What is it? The Japanese where you, you you sit there and uh, the, I don't don't know the term, but when you have, it's uh, like, yeah, Seppuku or whatever. Yeah. 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 Or Harikari. Oh yeah. Harikari. That's what it is. Sudoku is the, is the one through nine and you're doing a big little. No, Seppuku. (laughs) Am I wrong about that? No, I, no, I thought that's what it is, but he's joke. Sudoku is a different joking, thing, but yeah. It sounded, it sounded oh, okay. the same. Yeah. Was, I just had to make like sure that. the audience knows that I didn't just say Sudoku. I know, yeah. I know, Blonde. I was just messing with Hari you. Kiri. Yeah, right. Harry Kiri, Harry Kiri, yes. Harry Kiri. Oh, no, so yeah, he was the Cubs Blonde, announcer. I, Sudoku I and to, Harry Kiri. I want to talk to you, but I know, I know like a lot of times over the past couple, you know, year or so, you're like, I'm done with this. I'm kind of like... I don't care about voting. I don't care about all this. I don't care about doing this. But the thing is, we have to because the problem is that 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 these people are fucking evil. Like 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 the Democrats on that side of the party 
are fucking just so yeah, demonic yeah. and bad. We have to vote for the uh, for, for the Republicans because I agree. But the, the fallacy is, in this thinking is that voting is going to change anything. It's not. It's not going to change anything. But it, like but they've it, stolen it will, a presidential it, election. Like it fucking I'm, matters who we get I'm into well, local I'm well, politics. I'm well, I'm well aware. I'm well aware. I hear where you're coming from. But here's the thing. You. I know, I know you, you can shit on like Idaho and you're saying, well, all these people are coming in and whatever. But the thing is, you're still over there and you're in Coeur Lane and it's still like like you, you have some of this freedom. But when you're in a place like where I'm from and you're dealing with the actual like ramifications of these fucking evil pieces of shit that actually destroy your life. My, my life has been relatively destroyed by local politics and national politics and state politics. And I'm trying my best to stay grounded and, and, and try and disinvest out of my local community to be able to get out of here. But it takes time. Yeah. But the thing is, it's really difficult and and it takes time to do it. But even the littlest, the smallest thing, just 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 gaining getting the Senate, getting the Congress, getting that will help because these people like I don't know if you guys listen to like like Biden had a like some kind of uh, I don't know if you guys heard it, but he had some live feed of of uh, whatever some kind of nonsense he was speaking but he was basically calling us calling us like the evil i don't know i don't know what he called the the right but it, it was the most divisive bullshit i've ever heard in my life you're talking about and the I speech just, like, he gave ran, today or uh, something like, else? like he gave it he gave it like 30 minutes ago yeah yeah like, i saw some just, clips yeah i just it, i just ha- it happened to like hit my feed somehow and i just clicked on it and i was looking i was listening to it and i'm like this is insane yeah. And it's it's just it's just so I don't, like, no, the, the great divider. Right. He's he's literally he is because he wants to sit there. They, they say one thing and basically they're just projecting everything they do onto us. And it's just I'm sick of it. And and um, I'm just I don't want it to happen. So I want everyone to just goddamn get out there and vote because you can't just be. Oh, let's just go clown world doomerism and and let it all fall apart, because honestly, these people are voting for a Fetterman in Pennsylvania and he's half like he's literally half retard and they're doing it because he could just press a button that, that says D and say yes to anything they do. And that's what they care about. And we I have hear you, but it's not way. it's not clown world. I'm asking you to, to everybody to take a step back and, and view this from a historical and global scale. So like they extended the collapse of Rome for for how many centuries? Why? Why? I, I don't want my grandchildren to live a worse life than me just so that, like, I don't have to eat a dog or something like that. You know? Agree. But do you want to eat a dog fucking in next year? But like, I, but it point. doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter if it happens now, if it happens five years. Like, yeah, we'll be able to prepare or whatever. But, like, you, you can't truly prepare for a societal collapse. You can become emotionally hardy, and that is basically it. But in terms of, like, your gold, your resources, these are not going to be things that are going to save you from a societal collapse. Um, yes, but if we vote the right direction, we could prepare better for societal collapse. We've, we've been saying that for years. Like, I'm I'm as prepared as I'm I'm possibly going. Yeah, but I, going I, to I, be. So I'm not. So maybe I'm asking. I'm, I'm speaking for myself because I'm not yet. Because I'm trying to become prepared. I haven't. I haven't. I don't have an own Benjamin fucking compound yet. That I have all my chickens and shit. But, but I want to try to sit there and get there. No, I hear so you. I, I understand that, what you're saying. That aren't there. But slowing yeah, I mean, down an inevitable collapse. I mean, the, the reason that our society is collapsing is because it's it's rotten. It's morally rotten. I, I fail to see why true. we should do these things that are going to um, allow us in our evil ways to persevere. Like, no, like our society us. is doomed 
it's over. We need to rally the troops, get together with our families. And I'm, I'm not totally clown world and hopeless because I'm still having kids. Like if I really allow, believed allow, that our lives are going to be people, terrible, I wouldn't have kids. No, I, I agree with that. But here's the thing. We need to allow the rest of like, 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 all right. So you only, so most, some people only look at their own situation, but look at, let's say the other people that share your collective thought of, of the way society should be right. Some people are not in position to be able to be withstand the issue, the, the, the gravity of the things that could possibly happen at hand. So we need to give them the best chance to go forward and to be able to prepare and then like like I said, you don't like the call-in show. You say the call-in show is shit compared to your other show on, sun, <laughs> on Sunday. But here's the thing: I love your call-in show. Well, the thing thank is, you. Because the thing is, you have, it gives it gives people like you know your listeners or whatever a, a voice, and then it's it's fun to listen to other people's perspectives. Sure. And it gives people a platform to talk about. No, but no, today, I hear you. I, 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 have, I have no platform because I wasn't even thinking about talking about anything today. I literally was like, you know what? I haven't talked to you guys in a minute. Let's just let's just have a chat. I have nothing to talk about. That's why I'm kind of like haphazard. No, but no, no. I get it. I get it. Hear me out before I give you the boot. Let, let me have the let me have the final word caller. Um, but if okay, maybe COVID was such a blessing in this way because if if COVID and looking at this widespread compliance and denial and the transgender movement with especially amongst children, if those things haven't served you, uh, uh in preparation for a coming societal collapse, then I'm not sure that like some YouTuber or some uh, some collapse of the voting structure or whatever, or like some voting outcome is going to make a difference to these people. Like like COVID was a gift to, to normies. It was a gift to normies. It was your last fucking chance to prepare before society collapses because you should have been able to see that everybody around you is a retard. So Lots if you if that didn't stop you, if that didn't stop you from from buying into the narrative that our government is trustworthy and that everything is hunky dory, then like I can't help you. I can't help you. If you're not ready right now, it's your own fault, not you, the collective you. No, 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 no um, I get, I get, I get and, and I have no sympathy for these people. I don't have sympathy for them either, but I'm just trying to I'm trying to think about the the people that already knew this before COVID. But they don't have maybe the resources to be able to prepare, and they need more time. And I feel like the like, resources like, aren't going to help anybody prepare. That's all right, everybody, thing. shut up. They will. No, we're they over will. time. They they, okay, okay, all right, okay. Last thought. Last thought. They absolutely. They absolutely will. They could prepare. Like, like let's say people in Florida with 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 the Santas had a little bit more time to sit there and get their collective things together because they they had a little more freedom and their small businesses were able to thrive more and there's other places in there's in, some truth like to that said. yeah yeah but it should be reassuring other, to people places. it should be reassuring to people that resources aren't going to buy freedom after a societal collapse because it's going okay. to be the great poverty is the great equalizer what was that amazing yeah, well, quote that i said that one time skag uh duh the collapse something about the collapse being the the great equalizer but it, it, it rhymed Damn. Let me know in the live chat. It was so Listen, smart. But I don't, I I don't want to live in communism. My family already came from that. I don't want to go back to that. And this is why I really rail against it, which I really can't stand. I don't I want to be there. I so I want, I, want, I want to give the people – listen, remember, there's a lot of people in, the, in, these, in these cities that are Republicans or are right-leaning, but they're stuck there and they can't get out and they need time. So it's, it's just – it's difficult. And, and the, the more time we give them, the better off we all are because I know – you hate infiltrations in, in these in these more rural societies of these city people or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, you were living in Seattle or LA at a certain point, and in New York at a certain point, yeah. and you got out and you're in Idaho, and it's and now you're there. But other people aren't there yet. So 
give them a little more time and, and keep on trying to trying to extend the time to give us a little bit more time to prepare the people that aren't there yet. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Fair enough. All right. Truce. Thank you, Mr. Truce. Psychopath. <clears throat> All right, guys. All right. Listen, have a great, have a great time. Um, and love your costumes on Halloween. And oh, thanks. Have, have, have a fun the lecture stream. Hopefully it goes well. All, All right. right. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for calling in. Bye guys. Bye, bye guys. Okay. We are, uh, Damn I think it. we should just. What was it? <sighs> something about. Point. Yeah, I'm, it's coming back to me. It was something how about how the. It was three words. Two of them. The rhyme. something is the something. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, let's see. Why don't we just uh, hold off on chats? We could either do a few of them really quickly, but we're up against the. Cl- I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just do a handful here. Long Dong John says the pandemic. Destitution is the solution. That's right. That's, That's what it was. Did someone remind you in the chat or no. did it come back to you? It came back to me. Ah. That pandemic amnesty piece really pissed me off. The utter gall of this bitch is unbelievable, especially the part where she says the solution to lost trust in vaccination broadly caused by Kufvax lies and coercion is more mandates. I know. Cunts like I have this. a soft spot for Emily Oster, though. Why? Because she wrote this excellent pregnancy. She's a statistician. She wrote this excellent pregnancy book called Expecting Better, and it was like my guide to controlling my pregnancy neuroses. Hmm. And um, I was all worried about lead exposure with my daughter. And so I emailed her. This was like six months ago. And she wrote me a very reassuring and hmm. in-depth email, which she didn't have to do. But she is a COVIDian, so. Let me fin- uh, finish Long Don John's oh, here, uh, his chat. Uh, cunts like C-words like this who advocated for, introduced, and enforced lockdowns, vaccine passports, corona censorship, et cetera, can find salvation sitting penniless in a three-by-three cell for a decade and emerging too ashamed and afraid to show their face in public again. And that's really it. Uh, if I could if I could talk to her, I, I do appreciate her willingness to uh, own up and and change her mind on some things. That's all great. Yeah. What I was unsatisfied with in the piece, as I talked about today, it, it's not that you were wrong in your views. That is the failure. She makes that point in the piece. Being wrong is not a moral failure. Agree completely. The moral failure is you took your wrongness and imposed it on everybody. And I felt exactly, like yeah. I felt like the piece didn't quite get to that point. Like, it, it, it's great that you could admit that you were wrong. It was also filled with a bunch of misinformation, to use one of their terms. She talks about, like, the efficacy of the mRNA vaccines and the lack of sequelae and stuff. I'm like, Mm. what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how can you even write this piece and not talk about uh, the the serious catastrophic effects of the mRNA vaccine? It's like, I don't care what your view was. I cared that you imposed your view by force that's yeah, the moral exactly. failure and you're not yeah, yeah. really owning up on that front but uh, and these okay. people are never going to forgive us for trump but like yeah. i have to get over this pandemic thing suck my balls uh just a couple here and then we'll get back to the calls daniel yager or jagger daniel I, i'll have to decide how to pronounce your name or just uh let me know and i'll never mispronounce it again well, he's probably told us before in the past and i just forgot um, what are your thoughts on Gavin Newsom smelling blood in the water and trying to, trying to gain some political clout before 24? Can we make his wife's Harvey Weinstein testimony a liability? I didn't see what she said at the trial. I saw some headlines that she uh, testified, but I don't, I don't know. know. Didn't, didn't she say that she was abused by Weinstein or something? Who? What? Uh, uh, Gavin Newsom's wife. Uh, I'm not familiar with this. So I don't know. I, don't I know he just gave an interview. I don't know the context of the interview, though. But do I think that Gavin Newsom is going to try to become the next Democrat so-called star? One hundred percent. I I think we'll probably see him run for president in one of the next few cycles, maybe even the next cycle. 
The Landlord Harassment Channel uh, says, Blonde, this is uh, formerly homeless Josh. I've been on a healthy journey. I lost 125 pounds since May 2021, and I just celebrated 18 months without processed food. Well, that sounds successful. G-I-A-R. That's how I'm going to pronounce this name now. Government-issued assault rifle. That's what it's going to be. G-I-A-R. Just saw the show, or starting the show on a very heavy subject, Heated. Uh, also says why we protect disgusting pe- speech. Why is a drawing different? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to understand. Um, but I suppose there are visual qualities to a work of art that don't apply to uh, the text still leaves it to the imagination. I suppose, even if it is in fact very graphic in it's verbal. We're also talking about video footage clearly. Also. Ah, yeah. I was thinking just images, but you're right that you could make, a CGI movie clip that would look. Well, that's what the pedals know. would want. I assume. I don't know. But uh, all right, let's uh, we'll stop there. We'll come back to uh, come back to your chats uh, at the top of the hour. Let's see. Next up is. Oh, Batman's um, I'll have to just circle back with no you. Way. Batman, what's on your mind? Hello. It's been a while. Yeah. How are things? Um, well, so happens. Um, I am getting married next week. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Very much. Bad man. I'm I'm not sure. (laughs) But, um, you know, here we are. As you know, I, uh, I, I met my fiance through your network. Right. Not your work exactly, but your the, the network that you guys created so i mean did you actually use the dating uh page or did you find her page. yeah you actually found her that way wow yes i should uh i should email the because of course that concept was not created by me someone set that up and uh i just i facilitated so i should email that guy to let him know that there has been some success using it i'm sure he'd be happy to know it well, I would have figured it would have been yet another success. I think there have been one, maybe two that that came before, but it's not there aren't a lot. You're on a short list. Mm, well, I'm not about to look a gift horse in the mouth, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, what's on your mind? I heard uh, I heard Hokel is going to lose in your state. Is that going to happen? I. I wanted to. Hmm. I mean, at this point, I wanted to for several reasons. I mean, for one, because I, I, I'd rather like my freedoms back, my, my constitutional rights back. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but on another, I just want to see that bitch give a concession speech. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, mean, I no, I, it's, it's going to be comedy gold, don't you think? Well, I saw on uh, like uh, I referenced Frank earlier. He'll be on the show on Tuesday, but he was tweeting about her because he lives in New York as well, and he calls yeah, her the Beaver because I guess she looks Beaver like. And now she that I does, I've, yeah. Now that I've seen she, it, I can't. She's unsee. got she's got the teeth. Yeah. yeah, and now that I've heard that description, I can't really unsee it. I, I need to see well, her face. Uh, having said that, superimposed I, I think, onto a Beaver. Having said that, I think. Um, I think that describing her as, as a beaver is funny. Describing her as a witch. Um, Accurate. Particularly one, you know, sort of uh, 
Wicked Witch of the West like? I, I know it's sort of overused, but I look at her and I immediately think um, she she looks like a movie villain. Like if, yeah. if she could make she could make a great deal of money as an actress playing evil motherfuckers, um, especially because she has so much experience. Uh, what what is her does she have experience outside of government or has she just been in government her entire life what is her experience forgive me i do not care uh that's that's probably <laughs> I, the correct I answer i i it, it doesn't matter um hmm. she is irrelevant as anything other than a target <laughs> metaphorically susan mm, sure right. yeah let's go with that Okay. Jeez. She's not going to give you your rights back now. Oh no, no, she's, she's she never very, was though. Um, well, not only she never was, and she also, I mean, she is, I would say, greater designs in the future. That's how this always works, right? Wait, what? I'm, I'm not sure. I understand. I'm not sure. I heard greater des- unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. Oh. Okay. It, it it only gets worse. It, it only gets worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that okay. was not what I called in about. <laughs> All right, let's um, get to what you so, uh, wanted to discuss. Uh, yeah, di- diving into that. Yeah. Um, I got uh, two words: pandemic immunity. Yeah. Okay. We just talked about that. As in, uh, I know. Well, uh, well, actually, I don't know. Do you mean immunity? I, I usually, immunity in what way? You mean immunity from uh, criminal liability or immunity from the virus oh, itself? Oh, I know you read the article. Oh yeah, sure. So, I've been highly interested in this idea, and I've been mulling it over in my head for I don't know the last couple of days since that article was uh, released. Mm-hmm. And. I love the idea um, that somebody wrote this because they know what's going to happen. Hmm. You you it's actually think there will be a, a serious effort at accountability for? I think so. Hmm. Now, granted, I could be just a little bit too optimistic here. Um, and uh, I was just as optimistic, I guess, in 2020. Uh, prior to the announcement of Biden's actual election. But I watch all this. I watch everything that's happening now. And I think to myself, you must actually be legitimately insane to vote the same way again. Uh, I Yeah, I feel the same way. Where, uh, Well, I know you do, and yeah. the entire audience does, and everybody's going to be looking at me like, yeah, good job, God, good job, dude. You uh, you said uh, what everybody thinks. But, but, um, but it is, to your point, it is, there are people out there who, who feel strongly that whatever shortcomings Biden has or the Democratic Party has, that they've been sabotaged by evil right wingers or some other force that has mm-hmm. stopped them. And if only they had more power, then we'd, uh, we'd actually be in some sort of in the prosperous state that they constantly promise, but never deliver. And it is I, fascinating. Yeah. I, I know that I'm, 
I, I know I have a set of strong beliefs and values I'm committed to and I try to uphold and stay loyal to. But I would like Which to believe immediately differentiates you from any Democratic voter. Today. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is like there's a set of views and values in my head that I will stay loyal to um, as a rule. I'm hell but, I, but, water. but I guess what I guess what I'm saying is if you could show me this much repeated failure of my framework, my set of values, my ideology, that eventually I'd come around. I hope I would come around and be like, OK, literally anything else. Let's try Whatever we're doing, it's not working. I will try literally anything else. But I just these these people who are party loyalists to the Democrats, I don't know how far they'd be, how far into poverty would they be willing to go before they finally question if maybe they had it wrong. They're never forever. Yeah, I don't think there is a limit because once you hit this place, you cease to you cease to have any reason. You, you cease to what? You're, you're have any reason? So oh, have any reason? Oh, I'm sorry. You cease to have any reason to draw a bomb. Hmm. I think. Right? I, how, do you, how do you reason? How do you reason your way in, into the current Biden administration? Right. You either need to be corrupt or evil. There, I hate, there is there is no third option. I hate to agree with that in general because I, I the idea that we're a country that is separated along such sharp moral lines in that way is one that puts us on a, there gives us destiny for conflict party with a great deal of influence who wants to cut kids dicks off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are we fucking fighting about? So at some point you have to, evil does exist and you have to be willing to declare it. I, what makes me hesitate is just when that is the case, um, there is no option besides conflict. You don't yeah, really but, compromise but the evil with people- evil. I don't even know that the evil people are really the problem here. The, the problem are the hordes of nominal leftists that have good intentions mm. uh, that these evil theories have have trickled down into their daily lives. It's like your average Seattleite that believes that a baby or a child can choose their own gender. Your I know how to deal with evil people. Like you just line those people willing. up against the wall. What do we do about your the people? Average, your average Seattleite at this point is entirely willing to kill a baby at nine months. Your yeah. average Seattleite at this point is totally fine with sterilizing a four-year-old because they think it's the right thing to do. But like, they don't you, think you don't that they're evil. That's the problem. Like that. Who gives a shit? They are. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think what that they, they all think, think that, they, that they have irrelevant. good intentions. Every, every single dictator on the planet has thought they were doing the right thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I think it's probably yeah, there, there were There were no dictators people. that were like, I am motivated by greed and power and hedonism, and they were self-aware about it. I'm sure some of them Well, were. I guess to, to continue the point, even murderers generally think they have their reasons. They generally... Grounds. I don't know if that's true. some are crazy, um, but there are a lot of ki- there are a lot of premeditated murders that it's a person who thinks they're getting justice or revenge or they're you know someone had it coming that kind of thing. That's not well, how I most murders. You got are. that joke, huh? No, I, I sorry that one was. I thought you were just yelling said at grounds. Me. I don't. I I guess no, 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 I'm not yelling no, at I, either of you. I said grounds, which. Um, was a reference to the Daryl Brooks trial. I don't know if y'all paid attention. Oh, to that. Yeah. oh yeah, I I didn't see enough of Browns. it. Browns, so, yeah. Um, 
No, I guess what I'm saying is the even insane evil acts, the people doing them generally have some reason or rationale in their head. They're not thinking I'm an evil guy and I do evil stuff. So here I am committing evil. What? That's exactly what um, Jeffrey Dahmer said. Maybe there are some, but I think as a general rule, people think that they, they have some reason for what they're doing. Some perceived justification. Dahmer aside, I don't know. Maybe Dahmer's not. So even when somebody has a perceived justification, yeah. How, how can you say that they are not evil? That's true. Maybe, maybe we're make, it's a difference without a distinction. Like probably I worry more about the, the nominal leftists that are in support of all of these evil policies because they make up the bulk of the power. And there are so many of them that you can't just strategically like, you know, penetrate them in the way that you can government officials and people that are actually instituting these policies. So I'm much more worried about the general public that this transgenderism no thing doubt. with children but has, I, has spread also, to the general public. I also am not, I, I also am not advocating wholesale slaughter here. Like, well, <laughs> wow. You, uh, I can't believe it. Batman cocks <sighs> on wholesale slaughter. Did I say difference without a distinction? I'm going to go ahead and distinction without a difference. Without a difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. We, we got to let you go, but I will give you a last word if you like. Right. Um, Basically, I would say at this point, we have a single option. All of us in concert need to shame the motherfuckers who are responsible for this as hard and as with uh, and with as much effort as we are able to. And that includes the voters. And it doesn't matter if you think that. No, it doesn't matter if you think that. Oh, well, you know, I'm not going to change their mind that way. No, you need to make them feel bad because everything is bad. They need to feel bad about it. Day of the brick, day of the rope, oven ready. Some good in the long run. I, uh, I suppose, well, considering a lot of the, uh, the acts that have been committed against, uh, when I say us, I don't even mean people of a general political persuasion. I mean, the acts committed against the general population, the broad scale violation of their rights and the tossing them under the bus metaphorically for in pursuit of, you know, Corona nonsense or whatever. Uh, mockery and shaming would be the kindest possible treatment in pursuit of justice for many of them. So while I am not necessarily a confrontational pro shaming, pro mockery person, uh, I, I can't say that uh, given the injustices that have been committed over the last two years, that that would be somehow an I'm unjust aggression or something FBI like that. On Vegas. Yeah. I'm saying tell the <laughs> asshole who voted for Biden that he's a fucking retard. That's it. All right. All right. Thank you, man. Y'all have a good night. It's like rarely every once in a while at the grocery store, at a parking lot, at a store, I'll still see a Biden bumper sticker yeah, on a car. And every time doing? I think, fucking still dude you haven't torn that off yet yeah really you still drive around with this uh biden harris bumper sticker from two plus years ago okay all right we're right up against the top of the hour but let's talk to red falcor before we take a break mr red falcor are you there hey guys how's it going tonight we are well what's on your mind all right well blonde Yes. I'm wondering if you have some idea of why people keep bothering you about this whole voting thing. What does your insight say? Um, well, I think that people, uh, they're thinking that it is 
something that you can do that may not have a perceived benefit, but there's a low perceived cost. So why not do it? Mm -hmm. Um, Which I understand. Like I, I, I understand that. My thing about that is that we as a society, as a people should not be engaged in a system that is so deeply flawed um, that the outcome uh, is is irrelevant. It's not based on 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 whether or not we vote. If everybody drops out of a system, people are like, well, people on the left will just vote, and then all these leftists will get in. I mean, that's what's happening anyway, and that's what what happens when um, people on the right win. So so why does it really matter? I'm saying like it it hurts you. It 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 hurts the individual to continue to engage in a broken system on the individual level and the social level, on the cultural level. Um, as long as you engage in it, you're still implicitly admitting that you believe that it works, that it's functional, that your vote matters, that you're engaging in some kind of representative democracy. Um, and we're not. I mean, I just think that people should drop out of this in the same way that I think that they don't. they shouldn't pay taxes. Although I do pay taxes. I pay all of my taxes. Every Why tax. do you do that though? <laughs> I do that because do um, do that? I'm afraid of getting arrested. So you're afraid of the consequences of not doing something that you believe in principle that you shouldn't be doing in the first place, correct? Yeah, but the consequences are so severe. I did a risk-benefit analysis, and uh, not paying taxes is too risky to my family structure at this point in time. Now, if nobody paid their taxes, or like a thirty percent of society decided I'm not going to pay 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 the taxes, I'd be like, right on, I'm in. But it's like right. what Kanye has done, or something. There has to be like a, a certain number of people ready to talk about something or do something before the risk assessment becomes appropriate for other people. And in terms of taxation, I'm not there yet. Like I'm not uh, in terms of voting. I'm totally there. I'm there because nobody's going to round me up and shoot me for not voting. It's not mandatory. Nobody's going to do anything about it. Also, I don't think women should vote. So, so it sounds to me like you're acknowledging that you have a lot of influence in this situation. I have. I have no influence. I mean, no. I mean, you as an internet personality. And the audience that you reach, which maybe is not that large on the call-in show, but also the people listening into uh, the Sunday show, the people in the community more broadly listening to the recordings and uh, the people talking about the show. Right. I think that you underestimate your power as a personality and the respect that you do garner in this community. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think anybody well, is listening to me. You do have a lot of respect. I, I, no, I, I just don't think that I'm, I'm very influential. Like people come and listen to my show because they're already almost there. I don't think that I'm really changing minds in the way that other individuals might be. Like it pains me to say so, but I think that Tim Pool is probably the most influential person of our time. Not because he's, you know, filled with with really revolutionary ideas, but because he gets an individual thinking so that they can graduate to more advanced schools of thought. Here's Becca um, Lewis describing her study. Dude, Becca Lewis, <laughs> she was totally right. The, like, the, she be, was totally right about that. There may be something to it, I suppose. But uh, I guess my anyway, I don't need to derail this whole conversation to that. My, my whole problem with her theory is that, like, the individual lacks agency in that, that you are naturally 
Yeah, of course, uh, of anyway, course. Yeah, that's but not it, the it point of your discussion. You. It like it it gets you ready. It gets you feeling more comfortable with a a, a higher degree of of radical thought, mm. um, and that's why this radicalization pathway is is uh, totally legitimate. I think. Yeah. Well, well, I have no issue with the radicalization pathway, and my primary position is uh we're not rome and i know that we compare ourselves to rome all the time but we're not uh they had slaves and that's a big part of the problem that part of the reason that they didn't technologically advance right is that they didn't have to and their fall took hundreds of years yes our fall on the other hand could take a few minutes as long as it takes an ICBM to cross from one continent into the next. And who is it to say, as much as you might be doing this for your daughter, and I think this whole community wants only the best for your daughter, who's to say that she won't pay for our immediate inaction? Well, someone's gonna pay. Someone's gonna pay for our action. Someone's gonna pay for our inaction. I, I I wholesale reject the premise that our inaction is going to result in a preventable societal collapse. I reject that. The societal collapse, we are in the midst of it. This is, I know you you don't think we should compare ourselves to Rome, but they the similarities are are they're so extensive. It's like they had um descended into this hedonistic orgy, like pornographic hell there was all this pedophilia um they had a mercenary army there was hyperinflation they were getting poisoned by by their environment um these are all things that happen in a in a collapse in a, in a natural cycle of societal collapse i'm saying that we should not be doing anything that's going to grossly interfere with that because whether it happens in our lifetime or our children's lifetime our grandchildren's lifetime um it is going to happen. The society is done. It's toast. We don't deserve to persevere because we are too morally corrupt and unsavable. Um, and that's why I just don't believe that we should take any like life-saving measures. Like this Trump thing was a delusion and I was on board. I didn't really see how far things had gone. But thinking that a, 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 a multi-billionaire playboy like basic, basically an agnostic was going to pull us out of a societal collapse that started a hundred years ago. Um, it, it just isn't going to happen. Like we should let this happen. It's natural. It's going to happen anyway. I don't want to keep putting it off so that I feel a little more comfortable in my lifetime. Isn't that selfish to my descendants? To your descendants? Yeah. Uh, how do you know that you'll have any? Yeah. I mean, how does anybody know that, though? What all I know is the, the information that I have is that I'm in the midst of a societal collapse that is not going to be saved by things like voting. OK, if, to, to save our society, we have to have um, a total upheaval of the moral core of this country. Can you even do that? Can you do that? Yeah, I, I would agree with that premise uh, entirely that you don't you don't v vote a moral core into a society. I think yeah. I think the only thing that I would say and uh, that maybe Red Falcor would say is I, I don't necessarily consider it an either or, though. There are problems, I suppose, that can be mitigated by voting. But fundamentally, we need uh, 
action that is is far beyond it. And what I mean by that is like getting back to a a more traditional morality, a more family focused. Right. That there's no yeah. way to vote people into that. We have to have a moral awakening as a society, and that's. But do you know how that happens naturally? Uh, motherfuckers finding Jesus. That's how it happens. Well, that but but people people turn to to turn to a nuclear family. Women turn to strong yeah. men and wanting to have children when times are tough, when people are impoverished, when you cannot rely on your government. Yeah, that's the saying, right? Uh, um, tough times create uh, strong men, that sort of yeah. idea. Yeah. And that's what I want. I want a, a return to, to Christianity, to real Christianity in this country. And that is not going to happen by people opting in. It's going to happen by people being forced in through hardships that are Man, coming I, anyway. I hope that's not true, but it'd be hard to deny it historically. I wish we could learn lessons rather than having to experience the hardship in order to yeah. get the character lesson out of it. But, uh, but Dude, Red do you Falco, think I want to live like that? I don't want, I'm not young enough to be a prostitute. You know, like I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have any real skills. I don't want to live in a post-societal collapse. I want my creature comforts. I want my bread and circuses. But I'm telling you, this is going to happen. It, it's going to happen. And like, we're not going to be able to vote in a moral core, like you said, in this country. It is something that is going to be attained by women understanding their place and being reduced to their place and then having to rely on men that are strong. That's the only way this is going to get fixed. Red Falcor, I'll give you a last word. Do you think we can, uh, do you think we have to experience the hardship to revive all of those values or can we learn our lesson the easy way by? looking back well it's 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 possible that we that the death cycle that blonde has described is is not avoidable and that we will continue to cycle between nuclear and stone age forever because a conservative overarching ideology is inherently self-destructive and it yeah it cannot serve serve any other purpose but i i would like to maintain some, some form of hope that our civilization can be saved and, and but there and is my, hope there my, is hope my liberal wife believes that it cannot be the that the civilizations cycle into oblivion continuously and that that is unavoidable and but but if there is hope i i don't see how it's in the destruction well humanity humanity is inherently uh, destructive because we die. I mean, and that's then that's where the salvation through Jesus Christ is. I mean, there's hope in in salvation, uh, and and through the church, and then there's hope in in family and nuclear family. I'm just saying, like the things that we understand, the structures that we've relied on our entire lives are are clearly unreliable, and like we are we're going to see that at some point. I gotta let you go, Red Falcor. But uh, All right, guys. appreciate the conversation. Bye. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good night. You know, did I um, forget to? I, I think when we talked to Batman, there we've been going on these down these long tangents, and, and when he left, I think I forgot to wish him a uh, happy, happy wedding experience. So, Batman, oh, if you're still listening, God. do you have to say it like that? Uh, 
I guess I, I was thinking in my head, how do you say have a good wedding? There's no like happy birthday saying for that. I don't know why I immediately went to the gross part that you were, you were being. Oh, you were thinking I was talking about the, uh, no, I was not describing the evening. I was just talking about a, a good wedding overall. <laughs> I hope he has one. Batman, if you're listening. Okay. We're uh, way over time. So chatters, I think I'm just going to come back to the chat at the, uh, at the end of the stream tonight. I appreciate your patience and I know I've done horrible clock management. So, um, thank you for understanding on that. We will get to your chats at the end of the stream. And thank you for those. Uh, Miss Malevolent is, uh, waiting. So let's just take calls to the bottom oh, no of the way. hour and then we'll, we'll, uh, answer email questions as well. Miss Malevolent. Let's see how the connection works this time. It's working great, hopefully. Oh, I man. hope you can hear me. Loud hey. and clear, yeah. Sorry about uh, the technical issues last time. No, that's not your fault. It's lousy Discord. Anyway, that's enough of that. Hey, guys, how Hi. are you? I miss talking with you all. We are well. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice. Hey. Yeah, you know, I had a pleasant surprise uh, last week when I saw my some of my favorite YouTubers. Uh, Blonde and Sean were, she had him on her show. Mm. He's so great. He's the best. Yeah. I've been wanting that crossover for so long. I love it. He's so smart. I love listening. Hey, I have a surprise for you. This was the second crossover we've done together. Really? We did one on Julius Jones about a year ago. Oh, okay. Well, I missed that. I'm not familiar with Julius Jones. Oh, that case would piss you off. You should check it out. Oh, you know, um, yeah, I just enjoyed that. But hey, let's talk. Let's talk uh, Pelosi Smollett or or Jesse Pelosi. Okay. Like, you, so you, are you what full the, uh, fakery? You think it was staged? I don't think it was staged. I think the the narrative around mm. it is absolute sure. uh, dog crap. But yeah, like... All the thing. First of all, they have something like twenty-eight cameras around the compound. She has that gigantic wall. I remember that being there. She has uh, uh, probably tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousand dollars worth of security. And the security, uh, the the body cam footage isn't available, and they're not making it available. Like none none of that makes sense. But all of a sudden, it's a right wing nut job who's been like are you kidding me like who is buying this nonsense well leftists are buying it because the narrative is convenient um you know what do you think happened i I, this i'm gonna be honest with you it kind of sounds like it was a lover's quarrel The the guy is a drunken mess uh it is san francisco uh, he maybe he was doing whatever out in the street got this guy because I heard at one point the cops came in and that's when he smacked him in the head with the hammer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they've said. And the uh, I was listening to the the DA's press conference earlier today, and they've confirmed not only do they have the body cam footage, obviously. But that the attack itself is captured on the body cam footage. Yeah. So you're not looking at the aftermath. You're looking at the swing of the hammer itself, which happened after the police arrived. And the original story was that he was he was hit repeatedly with a hammer to the head. Now the DA was saying we don't know how many times he was hit. 
which is also weird to say that the attack is fully captured on footage, but we don't know how many times he was hit. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. This is some, look, Pelosi Smollett. That's what you, please use that. No, put the, you can put the trademark on How can we, uh, Paul, yeah, we want to go Paul Smollett or do we want to go Jesse Pelosi? Yeah, really. I don't know. If, I don't know <laughs> which one falls off the tongue easier, but yeah, yeah. find the sweet spot, trademark that crap, because this is absolutely suspect. It's absolute well, and trash. I, I, and I, let, I, let me say this. Uh, they're always talking about, oh, the incendiary language yeah. of the right wing, blah, blah, blah. You mean calling people Nazis? Uh, from 24 7, 365 days a week isn't incendiary. Calling yeah. people racist. Yeah. 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 Calling people slave owners. All, all the manner of crap that they say. That's not incendiary. That's not incendiary. That's just, that's just a descriptor. What you're <laughs> saying about people, about people being authoritarian, yeah. goose stepping, fascists. Oh, that's what, you know, that's just beyond the pale. They call us fascists, too. They call us everything in the book. But the minute we say, hey, uh, stop trying to groom kids. Oh, my, you're going to, you're putting us in danger. Shut up. No one believes you anymore. Well, that's the thing. They're asking us to to take their word for it. And I was reading coverage today because I am curious about what happened. I know there's footage of it that we can't see. And a lot of this coverage says uh, there are all these conspiracy theories, X, Y, and Z. Like, was it a lover's quarrel or whatever else? But the people care, the quotes they put in there, like they put quotes from Megyn Kelly and some other kind of big mainstream conservative commentators. What was the theme of all of them? They all concluded with show me the footage. Yeah, it's not exactly. conspiratorial to ask for the evidence. And, and to your point, why would I rely on the description of people who routinely lie to us for political ends? Why would I yeah. ever it, take their it, word it, for just it? Just trust them, right? I, I, exactly. I, I, I hate being called a conspiracy theorist for wanting to see the evidence. I'm not actually um, I'm not uh, invested in any particular outcome. If it comes out and it's exactly as they show with a MAGA hat then and fine. a hammer. Okay. okay, that's what happened. I'll accept yeah. that. I mean, maybe I, know, I might have some questions about many, that still, look, but I know many, yeah. many MAGA people that live in buses, yeah. with BLM stickers and uh, pride flags and nudists like that doesn't yeah. even pass muster like that doesn't pass the sniff test. Like there is just little to know, like e- even trying to pretend to be partial I, at all. There's no partiality whatsoever. They're absolute garbage. They're nothing but filthy, filthy liars. No, I'm not going to take your word for it. Show me the footage or get the hell off my TV. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Do you think we're going to win? You think this whole red wave thing people are saying is an actual thing or is it, uh, or is it, I mean, on paper what? with the election being as free and fair as it's going to be, uh, yeah, it should be overwhelming and, uh, conclusive, but <laughs> it's like, we started the stream. They're already doing the groundwork, right? You got Biden out there talking about how, you know, it's very normal that we won't know the results for many days after the fact you got Corinne Jean-Pierre already saying, that the, the the GOP, they're going to deny the results. I hope you guys are prepared for that because they're going to do it. Just these concrete statements about predicting things that by no means are necessities 
it implies to me that they know a thing or two about how this is going to go. But yeah, we'll find but out. also they're kind of talking out both sides of their neck because they're also seeding groundwork by saying, I believe uh, last week he was saying something about uh, we need to make sure that elections are secure and what have you. And yeah. then Hillary Clinton came out yeah. and she was like, uh, they were seeding the whole, it's okay for us to deny the election this time. Yeah. I mean, even my ultra liberal uh, co-workers, they were like, oh, did you hear uh, votes are being switched around? And I was like, oh, so we can question elections again, huh? I'm like, get the hell out of my huh. face. You're liars. <laughs> yeah. Well, All uh, right. appreciate your call. You guys yeah. Thanks for calling in. And uh, well, I guess uh, call back after the election and we'll do uh, a postmortem. Yes, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, on the topic of the Pelosi thing, too, I, I know that I'm not uh, necessarily steel manning by quoting the uh, intellectual leader of the progressive left. That is David Hogg. But he was tweeting, bemoaning how everyone is so conspiratorial about everything. And he was talking about the Pelosi case. And he said, we we live in a society where you can have 100% concrete proof and, and these people won't accept it. And I'm reading all the replies. I'm relieved to see most people are saying, what the hell proof are you talking about? What pro- yeah. Show how? us the proof. And he's ripping everybody else for being conspiratorial when he's saying there's 100% proof and he has nothing. You're relying on the description of people who have shown who have shown themselves to be liars routinely. And it's just such a weird inversion where suddenly asking to see the evidence is itself conspiracy theorizing. I know. I know. What are we talking about? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, do you think that he really believes this? David Hogg? Or is he yeah. paid to? I don't know. That was the other thing I saw. Controlled now, opposition. Now that uh, Elon Musk wants people to pay for Twitter, which, by the way, I'm sure we'll talk about that, too. It, uh, lo- It's looking like your skepticism about Musk was uh, well-deserved. You know, yeah, I, I, I try I know. to give him a chance, but holy shit, dude. This guy's meeting with the ADL, the NAACP. Um, so, but any, he also wants people to pay for, for Twitter. And David Hogg was talking about how how Twitter should pay him. Because he uh, and other influencers generate so much revenue on, on Twitter. Good His tweets. Word. Apparently. Oh, I got to tell my husband to pick up my kid. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get a couple more before the bottom of the hour. Jimny, are you there? I guess. Hey. How dare you? What's on your mind? <laughs> um, quick thought on that amnesty letter or the amnesty thing that came out. Good mm-hmm. video on it. Something I wanted to say um, that I haven't really seen said, you kind of touched on it, but... Like my issue with the entire thing of all these people potentially coming out and apologizing is that they've missed the entire point of what was wrong. Because you've got to think, the only reason they're apologizing is because none of their shit worked. Vaccine didn't work. It made things worse. Lockdowns didn't work. Masks didn't do shit. You've got to think, if masks had worked, if lockdowns had worked, and if the vaccine, while killing people, had actually done something, these people, same people would be gloating. Yeah. And they saved our lives by taking our rights away. And the entire point that, no, you don't get to take people's rights away has been entirely missed. Yeah. Like if you take people's rights away to good ends, that would be justified, which it yep. would not, to your point. Yeah. So I think like it just, I don't know, the whole thing makes me a bit black pilled about a bit. No, it makes me completely fucking black pilled about <laughs> people in general. But yeah. 
let it all burn. Yeah. Um, but the reason I actually wanted to call, I had a bit of a, I was watching Blonde's interview um, about, uh, what's his name? Guilty as fuck muzzy guy. Um, so, uh, oh my God. Saeed. Adnan. Adnan Saeed. Adnan Saeed. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. I had an interesting conundrum because like having a look at how, like what the Innocence Project does now is pretty much just go after releasing guilty as fuck black people that attacked white people. Yeah. But in the past, they have released and gotten quite a few legitimately innocent people off, and I, I would assume their work still occasionally lets the, yes. the occasional innocent person off. And I kind of got stuck in this. It's like a real-world situation of better that 10 guilty men go free than one innocent man suffer. Are they still providing a net good if for every 10 guilty people they let out, they're still getting the occasional innocent person off? Mm. I know. Uh, and Sean and I were talking about that, but they've become like – such an agent for um for this woke judicial system that that it's it's clearly a problem however they do have offices all over the country and i know for a fact that a number of those offices only take cases where there is absolutely almost incontrovertible evidence that the person um is innocent uh exonerating dna things like that but then they're taking so they cases like adnan good uh, well, I don't know. It depends on, on what you think. Like, so, so what if they get just off- Just from that principle, just from that moral principle that it's better that 10 guilty go free than one innocent man suffer. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's actually putting that to the test. Ugh, I've always mm. said that that's what I believe. And now that I'm watching the Innocence Project, I'm like, I, I, don't, well, I don't know if that's really what I believe. Let me see if yeah. I can uh, take a stab at it. So it, it, Im- implied in that statement is that there's there's an error that you are trying to let the innocent go free but punish the guilty but if you have to make mistakes you would rather allow the innocent uh, allow the guilty to go free than punish the innocent if you have to make mistakes in this case with the statement about you have a system and if you don't if you have reasonable doubts then you have to let the guilty go free so that you don't punish yeah the innocent. right the idea being that that the error on the other side is is worse you, yeah. you don't want to err on the side of of punishing the innocent because that is a that's a Serious moral failure. Yeah. But with the Innocence Project, and I don't say this to accuse because I haven't followed their work. So you guys tell me is maybe if you're maybe more familiar with it. But would you say that accident is a way to characterize their work or are they intentionally if they're being just race conscious? And if it, in fact, their mission is now just to get uh, offenders of color off regardless of uh, that's unfortunate phrasing, get offenders of color out Joggers. of. Yeah out of uh, prison on the basis of race or some other priority beyond uh, innocence. I guess what I'm asking is they're probably not being accidental in their of bad outcomes. Of course not. But a lot of it is a, a manifestation of public pressure. Hmm. And Kim Kardashian. Maybe if we just killed Kim Kardashian, it would take care of this. Um, and then, of course, uh, the financial incentive to – um, to to get these cases and then to get donations to the Innocence Project. Hmm. But there are branches of the Innocence Project that um, reject 99.999% of the cases they review. And they're still working all the time. Hmm. But there's also, like, having interacted with these people, I know that there's also, as far as the motivation goes, a lot of these people do genuinely believe that system bad, all black people innocent, and even if they're completely wrong, yeah. their motivation is still... They actually think they're getting innocent people off. Yeah, that's more a matter of incompetence and brainwashing than evil intent. But hmm. 
All right. Well, uh, thanks for the thoughts, man. Did you have uh, any closing thoughts before we let you go? Nah, just I think I'm probably going to go down Blonde's black pill hole with the system (laughs) being too broken to participate in, depending completely on the amount of fortification we see, both in the Victorian state election in Australia this month and in the midterms. When are are your elections? I knew I could count on you. What's that? When, When are your elections? About two weeks' time. It's to get like the okay. the main guy who was pushing all this lockdown shit in the worst Ooh. possible state. It's to potentially Let me, get uh, yes, I, I probably won't see those results in my typical news scanning because I don't see a lot of a lot of Australian yeah, stuff. So when that comes down, let me know. Yep. Just I'll see how fortified it is. All right. More importantly, how fucking stupid people are to say, oh, but you know, he was doing his best. Yeah. He didn't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how how charitable people will be with that reasoning. Can't wait to find out. Yeah. All right. I'll catch you fags later. See ya. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's take one more quick call here. Okay. Uh, Tom, are you there? Hey, night. Hey, nice to talk to you. Hi, Tom. What's on your mind? Uh, I, I know. I guess you're, you're the bottom of the hour here, so I'll try to keep it short. Sure. Uh, on said a couple weeks ago, I think she would, that she doesn't like New Jersey accents. I mean, ranking United States accents, they're like number three in terms of worst. Okay. Now, are you differentiating between the, the Northeast New Jersey, which is more influenced by New York City, and the That's what I'm talking about. Part, which is more like a Philadelphia accent? I'm talking like Jersey Shore has a distinct, it's like a distinct subset of the New York accent. Yeah. Where, yes. like, you take somebody from New York and then you, like, bash their head on a table a bunch of times and then you have a, a Northeast Jersey accent. Right, right. After five yeah. shots of tequila, too. Okay. And some cocaine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to make sure you were clear on that because... You sound fine. Do I, do I, I don't sound that bad. Do I, do I sound... No, no. Like I find your accent like inoffensive. Do we lose him? Oh, we lost him. Oh, no, no, I'm here. I'm oh, here. Okay. okay. You're just collecting your thoughts. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> something, something Philadelphia. I want to go get a cheesesteak. Uh, I love the, I love the Eagles uh, and the Phillies. Go, go, go Eagles. Who won the game tonight? Are you actually a baseball fan? I haven't looked. Uh, I'm not that big. I sort of follow because it is Philadelphia uh, and I'm, I'm rooting for the Eagles, but, uh, I know that they won yesterday. Or they the uh, the Astros up on the Phillies right now, 5-0. Game, game uh, four. So oh. it looks like the Astros are set to tie the series. Oh, okay. So then the, uh, the Eagles play uh, tomorrow night in Houston. Oh, they're on Thursday this week? All right. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a terrible game, but I also hate the Eagles. <laughs> so. Oh, well. Yeah, they well. It's it's uh, it's just because the Eagles, uh, at least lately, have uh, well. The, the last time, the, I guess, I'm still bitter from the last NFC Championship game where they uh, killed the Vikings, and they're poised to probably do it again oh, yeah, this year. Well, but uh, I, uh, I'm not going to talk any more football because uh, <laughs> I know I shouldn't watch it, and I know Blonde doesn't like it anyway. Thank you. Fine. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts from you before we let you go? Where does the so much hate in my heart quote mm. come from? Oh, you want to take this one? Uh, I know, yeah, I know the story, and someone I need to go back in my if people don't remember. I the can't quote. believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart. That one, 
it's uh someone went back and found the original story for me i know it's in my email inbox i don't have it handy but it was a, a case of hoax hate and it was a great one because they spray painted they took red spray paint and took uh, or and, and uh, vandalized their own car all over the body of the car and i can't remember what the the graffiti itself said but they avoided the rims they did not touch the rims on this car and then they posted photos on facebook that were unrelated to the to the hoax hate crime but had the red spray paint incidentally in the background meanwhile okay. they had a gofundme to try to collect uh to try to cash in on this and they were so they're posting this GoFundMe saying, I can't believe people had so much hate in their heart. And one of the family members was posting on Facebook, we gon' be rich about the GoFundMe itself. So it was it's just one of the most legendary hoax hates of all time where you're you're caught red handed. Not only are you pushing a GoFundMe, but you are openly saying on social media that you're doing it to get rich, not to. Yep. Not to fix the the hateful graffiti that uh, that was supposedly um, you know, that they were victimized with. That's the origin. It's, okay, that, yeah. that's pretty, I remember that story from from a couple of years ago. Yeah, I need to go back and watch the original one. It's out there. I think it was in Florida, and it's probably like 2017 era, 2018 maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking at. The- <laughs> I think she has gold front teeth too. I'm looking at the, the YouTube does. video. She has yeah. two gold. I think she has two gold front yeah, teeth. Yeah, that's great. So, all right. I almost Googled We Gone Be Rich. Like that would just come up. Yeah, it I might, wish it would. actually. <laughs> Thank we you, Tom. Be rich. Appreciate Thanks, Tom. Yeah, yeah, it was nice talking to you again. Take care. You too. All right. Uh, that will do it on calls tonight. Appreciate all the callers and appreciate your patience if you were trying to get in but did not make the cut. Of course, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, please send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form, and we will respond to those uh, at the end of the stream each week, except for next week. We probably won't do call-in show questions next week. I should have clarified that, too, because oh, right. those are unrelated to the election. I'd like to keep it keep that stream election focused. So we will take a two-way uh, break from email questions after this, but we, and we have plenty to catch up on with tonight. So I think we're going to have to do the uh, one answer each rule and I'm I raise my right hand. I will commit myself to it. Okay. No follow-ups baked brownie says, Matt, last week you said you're not a big fan of Halloween. What is your favorite holiday and why? Uh, I would say probably a tie between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Because it's a combination of family, food, and the start of winter. And I really like the winter season. I know that's sort of odd, but uh, I love, uh, I just love when the snow hits. I love, I don't know. It's just something about it. So those would be my two. Do you have any uh, holiday picks? Um, I like Thanksgiving. Hmm. Uh, Anonymous. Have falling dress standards affected society? If so, why? And what can we do to correct this problem? If you got to set the rules, what would you require? Perhaps you could require hijabs or band cycles, clothing, <laughs> et cetera. Um, okay. So I'm a really lazy dresser. I like to be comfortable at all times. But if we could bring back like a a corset cleavage situation, I would be so killing it with my mom bod because the only thing that looks good on my body right now is like my waist and the tops of my boobs. 
<laughs> so like, and then like all the women had like weird slopey shoulders like mine. So like if we could bring back a civil war aesthetic for me personally, it would be great. Society as a whole. I don't know. I think that people tend to behave better when they're dressed better. Hmm. There might be some truth to that. I'm not, but I'm also not a huge fan of, uh, I guess, so-called classy men's dress wear, you know, like dressing it's up in a great. suit and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it when the occasion demands it, but I have no desire to do that on a daily basis. I'm trying to think if I have pet peeves about men, I guess really anybody's dress. I mean, I think I think there probably would be some benefit to female modesty making a comeback. We've gone mm, yeah, pretty right. far off in that direction, I would say. Um, as far as men... I don't know. I don't necessarily, there's, a, there's not a ton of things men do as far as their clothes that really piss me off. I don't That's know. True. It does. It doesn't, I guess clothing doesn't really bother me that much, but maybe there's truth that closing, uh, clothing choices are a reflection of values at some level. And maybe as our values have gone off the deep end, our, some of our dress choices have, that's just something yeah. I haven't thought about, but no gut level reaction. I don't have any desire to impose dress codes or anything like that on other people or do i feel like i should dress up better myself i hear you peach fuzz says hi matt and blonde i've been thinking about uh a lot about jury selection and why women should be disqualified from being able to be on a jury women in general make decisions based off of emotions instead of facts this can be a huge factor when deciding if someone is innocent or guilty do you agree with this why or why not do you want to take that Uh, one Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that you're never going to be able to do that because we live in this emerging egalitarian society where um, women are afforded all the rights of men and none of the responsibilities. Um, So in order to make an idea like that fly, you'd really have to fundamentally change modern society as we know it. However, fundamentally, I think that you are correct. Women are wired differently they're wired differently emotionally and we are wired to make emotional decisions so that we can bond with children especially um and that makes us not well suited to certain careers and um to certain logistical reasoning processes i'm not saying none of us can do it but we are worse jurors we're more easily appealed to emotionally so Mm. i think that, that you're on to something but um putting it into effect would be a near impossibility yeah, I don't think it's it's entirely insane to say that that is a, a group trait, uh, generally speaking. I guess my initial reaction would be, well, why don't why don't we just vet jurors for that trait more aggressively? And maybe it means there are more men on the jury than women. But then again, I mean, how much time do you have, and how do you actually assess that? Hey, yeah. will you make your judgment based on what the law says and what the facts of the case are? Uh, yes, I will. Okay, yeah. I just have to believe you or not. So in practice, that's a very difficult judgment to make. Uh, I know we talked about this, not necessarily recently, but maybe within the last year or so. And women on juries is a much more recent thing than I maybe realized. Twelve angry men. How? What year? Maybe that's when we talked about it because a lot of in a lot of states it didn't happen until like the '60s in that era. I think there were some states as late as the '70s. So that must have been the context when I was reading about it. Uh, And then this is sort of this is the jury thing is a lot like 
the voting concept. We talk about like equal rights under law. Well, there we have uh, the rights in all other contexts. We think about rights as in the right to be left alone, the right not to be interfered with this voting and jury duty is, is something uh, affirmative. It's something it's a behavior. Well, I guess it's an exercise of power over others in a way that your negative rights are not. Yes. And, and should we, we certainly grant that some people are better capable of exercising, not necessarily, uh, be careful how I phrase it. Maybe not better capable, but perhaps I don't even want to use the word entitled well, they, either. They but disqualify people based on, on right. perceived worse capability. We disqualify people from voting for all sorts of reasons. You, we disqualify people from serving and from a, the jury pool. Yeah. Right. You, so you don't have the same right to serve right. on a jury. Right. That exactly. you have to say your right to speak as a matter of they will never let me serve on a jury because of what I've said on my YouTube channel. Well, that's I will a never blessing. serve on a jury. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, I I would be better on a jury than the average American. Um, well, guy or dude or woman? What are we talking about? The perpetrator? No, I thought on principle you don't want women on on the jury. I don't, but I would be better than you. I think I would be better than your average male Seattleite. Hmm. Or better than your average chick. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Um, I guess. Uh, and then I, I'd be curious, too. It, is Would it be. It'd probably be unconstitutional now for a state to say we don't do women on juries. I'm sure that they would have a yeah. equal protection issue with issue, that. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's completely insane. Anyway, I'll, I'll have to leave it at that in the interest of time. But thank you for the question. Charlie's oh, up. Is my you? Turn. Yeah. Um, yes. Matt, I know that you object to the death penalty on the grounds of the government taking a life, but how do you feel about the government not prosecuting anyone involved in a mob retribution against criminals committing horrific crimes, such as pedophilia? This again, no, no and horrific murder. I want to live in a world where a man has a right to beat the shit out of another man who sleeps with his wife and a man can be slapped down for running his mouth. Hmm. Oh yeah. This is a question for you. So I'm not going to answer, but we do have to keep it short. Interesting. So this is just kind of like a had it come an exception to violence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like it. This well, I, and I know this is not really a comparison to the uh, to the child porn discussion earlier, but in a in a broad way, it is where I'm saying there's something about a gut level thing that sort of sounds uh, appealing about that, mm-hmm. and to to do the callback prior. I'm not saying it was the fake child porn that was appealing. I'm saying the gut level urge to ban that sounds appealing in the same way that kind of, we don't need the government to get involved. If you talk shit about my wife, I'm going to punch you in the face. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's not a matter for the courts at all. Yep. Um, But again, it's a situation where lines have to be drawn. Principles have to be uh, established and enforced. I suppose, um, well, I suppose the best, if you think that there's some value to this, that these some of these scores are better settled just by a good old-fashioned fistfight than by involving all the courts, and really we end up wasting a bunch of our money to involve the courts more than they need to be anyway. If we return to a legal system that it was designed to be, where you have essentially all of the power um, within the, the local law enforcement structure, within your DAs, within your sheriffs, yeah. well, those people are elected. And and if we elect a sheriff who's maybe a little more lenient on the boys will be boys attitude and we want that, 
I don't know that I necessarily have a problem with that. Now, if you live in a different jurisdiction where you think it's too lawless and you want to crack down on the bar fights, great. Uh, get a get a law and order sheriff and enforce all of those laws against uh you know scrapping on the street whatever. Um, but if I'm designing it, uh, well, uh, <laughs> a great example too that this keeps coming back because uh, our governor Greg Gianforte is gov- governor body slam, formerly congressman body slam, who uh, the night before the special election in 2017. That reporter was hassling him at his campaign headquarters and he body slammed him and broke his glasses and he had to he was charged with a misdemeanor assault and he had to go through anger management and then he was elected to Congress the next day. And that's been an interesting thing in Montana politics, because obviously by the letter of the law, he committed an assault and he faced a criminal liability for that. But as a man, a matter of what Montana voters want, most people don't have a problem with that. Some people actually think it's good. Uh-huh. Like that, that gave me pause in voting for him. Cause that shows me that you have a temper that you can't control and you're violent. And that's a big issue for me. Yeah. For my wife. She's it's like, no, he earned my awesome. vote. He yeah. Earned my- <laughs> it's awesome. But so I think that I would be inclined more to stick with the law and order side of this because, uh, fundamentally the government does have a role in, in, in protecting your rights and you have a right not to be violently assaulted. And I'd rather be a little too restrictive on that than not but restrictive that guy was enough. a fucker, you know, you know, just, I know. Well, uh, I guess the, the best I could say is if you want that sort of discretion, all right, let's, uh, let's leave it to matters to be decided by sheriffs and we'll vote for those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You have any more to say on that? No, I mean, I, I think it's awesome. Uh, I wish that we could have that this like dueling society where we accept that as a way for people to to sort out their problems. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of agree. Well, and the, the only other thing I'll say, and I know I said I wouldn't do any follow, so I'll be quick about it. But same, we are never going to get out of here. Along the same reasoning of a, an armed society is a polite society. The same thing goes here, even if guns aren't involved. If I know that a guy might beat my ass for. You know, me acting out of line, I might check myself a little bit more and, yes. and and I'm not advocating more ass beatings, but the threat of the ass beating is has greatly declined yeah, in recent okay. times, especially with the Internet. The threat of the ass beating does have some important. Uh, it is an important guardrail on society, and we've we've lost that one. Maybe yeah. uh, Nick <laughs> Gurr, which don't forget Nick Kerr is a real basketball player, a real college basketball player, son of Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors. At least I think he's still the coach. <laughs> Nick Gurr says, do you think we will truly get an open-minded president? Or do, you th- uh, do either of you think we will truly get an open-minded president or will JFK be the last one? Was JFK I one? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand this. Obs- it's like, okay, E. Michael Jones does this. I'm like, I'm Catholic too, so I understand. You know, he, he was Catholic. But he was also, um, he had disseminated gonorrhea. He could barely walk. He was in very poor health. He was a man that had no control of his vices. Um, and he was banging Marilyn Monroe, who was a famous communist. It's probably why they had to have her killed. It's because he like was open-minded. He- yeah, he was really open-minded sexually. Um, <laughs> yeah. But a man that can't control his vices is um, is he's blackmailable. He's vulnerable hmm. uh, to enemy threats. So I don't really get this whole like licking JFK's butthole thing that everybody does. I am I am I missing something here? I don't know enough about the politics of the man, so I wouldn't be able to tell you whether I consider him open-minded or not. But what I think, uh, I guess, what I think you you mean by that, Nick, is that he. 
view, I suppose you could say he viewed himself as the president of everybody. We ever, we ever, ever have a president who views himself as, as Biden describes, he supposedly does that. I'm the president for everybody. I'm here to protect and defend your rights, whether you like me or hate me, agree with me, disagree with me. Well, we have that sort of guy again that doesn't try to divide and pit people against each other along ideological lines. Uh, I would like that to have it. I guess my worry is that. Oh, this was not a philosophical question. He was asking about presidential assassination. Oh, <laughs> you got us, Nick. All right. Uh, that, that <laughs> you earned your rim shot. Uh, yes, oh we'll God. probably see another presidential assassination. Yeah. Wow. That, you know, uh, I was trying to think of a joke here that went over my head. It totally. Yeah, if only it went over JFK's head. Something like that, you know? Ayo. Okay, but that doesn't quite fit. Anyway, you got us, Nick. You didn't get us with your name, but you got us with the question. Well played. I was so worried about saying the N-word that this just... I didn't pick it up at all. That was totally beyond me. I wouldn't have gotten it if it wasn't for the live chat. I'm 50% embarrassed by not picking it up. Autumn depression. But now let's talk about presidential attitudes some more. Good God. I didn't finish my thought. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm not serious. He's not serious, so I'm not going to be serious either. <laughs> what do you guys think of Russell Brand? I like Russell Brand. You know, I like people that have kicked a heroin addiction because mm. it takes great strength of character. And I know people that have, you know, done all sorts of drugs and then just heroin is the one where they're like, it's it was just so hard to... I think that to be able to stop using opiates, you have to have a special kind of inner strength. Um, and I like him. His his mind moves at a mile a minute. He's open minded. You can't offend him. He's like the kind of leftist that leftists used to be. You know, he's like an an actual classical liberal. Hmm. Um, I like him. I think that he has just a tremendous amount of charisma. I haven't listened to a ton of him. I've seen some of his movies. What I have listened to him in his recent entry into politics and social commentary. I I can appreciate where he's coming from because I it sounds like he had something of a similar path that I did. I buy him as genuine. I think that he he might not be all the way there at least, but I haven't heard him talk but for like get there. half a year. So maybe he is. Maybe he's he questioning, has. He's questioning some stuff. Yeah, and I know that he's crushing it too. So uh, whatever, if I was to try to scrape for some disagreement here, it's it would be really minimal compared to the positive social influence that he's having, and. Doesn't matter at all, but I just like his voice and his British accent. It's cool. Sure that matters. Yeah. So good for uh, Russell Brand. Putin says for blonde, what will it take for Europeans to push back? Has your opinion changed since your video five years ago? What about America and commie Canada? Was that five years ago? Okay. So um, I don't exactly remember what I said in that video. It was a long time ago and I was still smoking weed. Um, But I have shifted my focus. I used to think that Europeans were in such deep shit because of their immigration and Muslim problem. But what I didn't realize at the time was because of their individual borders and the ability to leave the EU, uh, this was pre-Brexit, um, and their relative racial homogeneity that almost every European country is better off than the United States because we have these, these, major border issues that are are not as easily containable. I think we have um, uh, less 
less uh, reliance on culture. Like you can, there, there's so much art and culture in Europe that you, you can rely on your history more to bring the people back to a, a center. So whatever I said in that video, while probably true, I, I think that Europe, European, almost every European country is going to be better off than America. Uh, what is it going to take for Americans to push back? I don't know. It's, should we talk about Molly Tibbetts for the seven millionth time? Um, I don't know what it's going to take. These, these these people are insane. They're they're transitioning their kids. They're having abortions. They're they're opening the borders. Like th these people are are fucking crazy. Like I don't know what it's going to take. What it's going to take? I I don't know. Like I don't think that having your kid raped and murdered, if if that's not going to do it, then I don't have a lot of hope that people are going to be persuaded through like free thought or some kind of idea being incorporated in their day-to-day -day life I, I, or propaganda even. I don't know. All right. Thank you, Putin. Um, we still have a mountain to get through, so we're going to have to, we're going to have to move. Oh, uh, Long Dong John oh, is up next. Yep. Well, uh, the Joe Biden elder abuse meme has been around for almost as long as his presidency. Do you think the left and or Dems are using him in a way that would genuinely constitute elder abuse at this stage? Um, probably, uh, because I don't think like, I don't think that Joe Biden could even engage in informed consent for, for certain medical procedures at this point. Hmm. Like, don't you think that there's an element of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That there's an element of not mandatory, um, uh, he's being coerced or he's being coercion i was thinking of the synonym synonym for coercion but but the, 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 there's a co coercive element here because of his inability to to consent hmm. because I, uh because he has dementia yeah i would agree that that's probably the moral distinction on whether that term applies i just don't i don't know i don't know the answer to that because i don't know I'm, I don't deal with him on a daily basis, but I see enough yeah. confusion and enough wandering sort of behavior, enough right. nonsense commentary that I just, uh, does he truly understand the decisions that he's making? And if he doesn't, then certainly I would consider it abusive. If, yeah. however, he is actually uh, making his own decisions with clear mind, then no. But I, I wouldn't... Uh, I can only evaluate that from afar based on what I see. And what I see is certainly enough confusion for me to have questions about whether that term applies. Yeah. Biden and Mike <clears throat> actually do have something in my throat. Literus, Mike. Oh my. Literus. Matt, I'm uh, going to play the part of your college uh, philosophy professor for a second and ask, where do parents get the moral authority to rule over their children? And what are the limitations to that authority? That's interesting. I don't know that I've ever considered that question thoroughly. Uh, I, I guess I would I would rephrase it as a responsibility or that the authority is an extension of the responsibility, maybe uh, that if if I or anybody creates a life, it is your obligation to see to it that that life survives and prospers. And the only way that that happens is by making sure that that life that you've created understands the rules of the road, understands the rules of the, the natural world. That is where the responsibility to discipline and guide your children comes from, that if you were not to do that, it would be a betrayal of their purpose, a betrayal of their survival and their prosperity. What are the limits to that? Now, like uh, to consider the 
what like we've talked about spanking as a lot as a disciplinary measure or say other um approaches to discipline that might be morally questionable how far is too far right quite honestly that's a question that i that i do struggle with to find the lines i'm not satisfied when people say that certain treatments of your child are immoral or unethical because you wouldn't do them to others because yeah, the other people are not my responsibility in the same way. If I were to go take my neighbor and put him in a timeout by locking him in a room in my home, that's kidnapping. kidnapping, but yeah. it's not with my son because I, I have a disciplinary responsibility over him. But as far as what is to like, certainly I don't have a, a, I wouldn't be justified in my disciplinary responsibility to start cutting off his fingers if he yeah. misbehaves or something like that. Um, I don't know that so I can give you. So are you saying that there's a limit that's difficult to describe? Always. Always. <laughs> yeah, this is a theme of the show. I, I suppose what the line that I would have to draw is, does the discipline actually inhibit the purpose for that responsibility in the first place? Like if you're cutting off his fingers you are compromising his survival and prosperity in the future. Um, right. Well, there also has to be like, is this, is this punitive mm -hmm. also? I, I think you have to take that into account. Yeah. When you're displaying a child. It's a, I, I wish I could give it a little more conversation right now. We're a little tight on time. And honestly, I haven't been able to think through that as thoroughly as I'd like to, to get the exact lines. But that's to me, that's where the authority comes from. It's a, it's a moral responsibility that if you, if you do not see it through, you are betraying the value of that life, the purpose of that life, which is the foundation of not just that piece of morality, but all, all morality. That's where that authority comes from. Yeah. Really a good question tonight. Um, Happy B, putting aside your views on the Pennsylvania candidates overall, what do you think of Fetterman campaign attacks on Dr. Oz for not actually living in Pennsylvania? Do you think it's a legitimate point that makes Oz look bad or do you think it's unimportant? Hmm. Is that true? I think for maybe for the purpose of this question, we should just grant it as true. I don't know what his living circumstances are. If true, yeah, that definitely matters. You have to have a vested interest in the state and or country in which you represent. I would agree. Uh, if you don't, uh, and I would say primary residence. I know that people, maybe you have a home in Pennsylvania, maybe you have a vacation home in Florida or something. If you're not spending the majority of the year in the state that you represent, which I guess they don't anyway, because they live in D.C., so maybe it yeah. doesn't. Maybe it doesn't matter, but I guess if I'm designing the system, yeah, it does. If you're sent there to represent a state, you need to have an intimate connection with that state and and the people that you represent. You don't do that by sitting in some other place and not giving a shit. Yeah. So I don't know. Is the answer, I guess I wouldn't be in favor of enforcing that by law necessarily, but I think it's something that people, that voters should care about. I think voters should – I'm not going to vote for someone to represent Montana if you spend most of most of your time out of state. But I suppose I'm kidding myself because you vote for them and then they do spend most of their time out of state in D.C. anyway. But that's the system. That's the problem. Do you have any more thoughts on that? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? Cunt punch McSnatch kick. Oh, my. Blonde, how do you reconcile in your head that the right isn't organized enough, but that a uh, civil war type scenario would be good for America? If we aren't organized, then that means we likely won't be in control when the shit starts to fly. Just look what happened with Africa and the Chinese. Wouldn't uh, wouldn't be shocked if something similar happened in California with all the minorities on land they don't own selling it to the Chinese. Well, I've never said that a civil war would be good for this country. I've said it's 
some somewhat inevitable, but you know, my go-to is, is secession. If we can have a peaceful resolution, a peaceful disassociation, a, a divorce from people that we clearly have nothing in common with, including the foundational values upon which this country was built, uh, that's the way to go. If that cannot be attained, which it can't, um, as is evidenced by the civil war and any other time any other state has tried to secede, then then what is the obvious, the necessary outcome of the inability to divorce peacefully from people you have nothing in common with yet that you share a country with? It is civil war. Um, I'm not advocating for that. I don't think it would be good for this country because we're not organized. Um, but it's a virtual inevitability in a situation where nobody's allowed to secede. Hmm. I'm satisfied with my answer. And it was Cheese for you, maker. so I will pass. Hi, fags. I'm pro-life, but I can understand the argument for abortion for cases of rape, incest, joggers, and to save mother's life. Wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just sneaking that in there. All right. I know. What is your opinion on restricting abortion for rare cases? When is abortion an acceptable option? Um, honestly, I, be I believe that uh, a child has a right to exist. Um, I think mother's life is the only is the only exception that I can see. And honestly, I remember when I was giving birth to them, like if something happens, I'm like, you gave you birth to, to your husband or when I gave, <laughs> when <laughs> That's I a gave, weird birth, family. gave birth to my baby. Um, I told my husband, um, if something happens and they have to choose, like they're going to want to save me, but save the baby, save the baby, hmm. which is such a crazy thing. They would never save the baby. Um, and so this whole save the mother, save the baby thing, it's, it's almost never that this happens Yeah, because early in a pregnancy, you're not going to be able to save the child anyway. Right. Well, you know more about those topics than I do. I think, uh, on a, on a matter of pure principle, life of the mother would, would be the one that I would be, if we're dealing purely in principle and we're not going to make, uh, any sort of, uh, concessions and we're not going to find any perceived common ground then yeah life of the mother i think would be the exception that you grant rape i understand the argument and i'm somewhat sympathetic to this sort of bodily autonomy angle because you didn't sign up for the carrying of that child and yet you have the obligation to do it now right yeah. so i'm sympathetic with the this the situation for the mom there I, i'm not convinced that that means it's okay to kill the kid simply because there's an inconvenience that's imposed i think that's a matter of justice to be imposed on the rapist at that point, not to be imposed on the child who had nothing to do with it. The murder of an innocent is not the solution to the crime that was committed there. Okay. However, I will say these rape, incest, exceptions, all of this uh, on a pure statistical level, so rare that if that's if we got to that point, like if, if this sort of bill came up in my state and we were going to write this law, that's like, all right, here are the exceptions. Is that something that I would oppose? No, of course not. I think that that's if compromises have to be made, I can live with that as a as a means to uh, reduce the number of abortions and hold those who commit what in almost all cases is plainly an act of murder as a matter of law to limit that. Then, yeah, I'd be I'd be all yeah. in favor of it. So I don't I don't think that those uh, if I'm if I'm sticking with principle, I don't necessarily agree with those exceptions outside of life of the mom. Um, but if, if that's what it takes to find some common ground with people who want to be a little more relaxed on the topic, um, I could live with it. I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, I would take that over the status quo. Certainly. 
think it's your turn. Noticer of Blacks with a Q-U-E-S. <laughs> Follow up from uh, last week. Owen, Bun- Owen Benjamins. It's that point in the night where I can't talk. Owen Benjamin's new friendship with Mr. West has given me a glimmer of hope for, for, uh, for, well, he just says for the blacks. Okay. It's, it's not much, but I'll hold on to it now and refrain from going full Margaret Sanger. Okay. I'm a Kanye West fan from 2004 college dropout was the first explicit album I bought as a freshman in high school. Oh, so that was just an observation. New topic. Unrelated. <laughs> in your view, would it ever be appropriate to use force to prevent or punish public displays of immorality, drag shows, pro-trans messaging, <clears throat> targeting minors, any number of events associated with Pride Month? What core principle informs your assessment? Well, I think that the the, uh, the distinction you made there about involving or targeting children is a major one. Yeah. My my whole philosophy on the role of government and law is to ensure that the rights of the individual are not violated. Now, if you just have a drag show where a bunch of adults are doing degenerate shit, I might have a, a I, I don't want to hang out there and uh, I might encourage people not to hang out there. But I don't know that as a matter of law, I want that busted up and I want people arrested. Uh, however, for the same reasons we're talking about with the child porn stuff, when you start putting kids in sexual situations to which they uh, cannot or do not consent, you, that's where you, I think you have a criminal element where this gets really dicey and related to our prior question. What happens when the parents bring them there consensually? Because yeah. the parent is responsible for what exactly, material that yeah. child is exposed to in the same way you could say, well, that, that parent has no business bringing that child into an R rated movie. And I know they're not exactly the same thing, but R-rated movies might have sexual depictions that aren't appropriate for kids in the same way a drag show uh, might or might not. I guess the difference is the R-rated movie has the decency to rate it to be rated R. <laughs> okay, the drag yeah, shows for kids true. are like, no, no, it's it's, it's practically it's totally PBS. Yeah. Come right on in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that it really for me as a legal matter, it's the involvement of kids that is the distinguishing factor but that's not even clean because of the parental consent factor and how you navigate that. I'll be honest. I don't have a great answer for you at this point, as much as I want to say that there's no business for this to be happening with, with kids in any way. It's also a very slippery slope to start saying, we're going to take away, we're going to put mom in jail and take her kids away because she took, she took her kids to this show that itself has very damaging uh, social effects when you take that too far removing kids from households I'm not saying it's never appropriate there is a such thing as an abusive household and perhaps this is exactly that but man do you have to be careful about that you, you will be careful. ruin that yeah. kid but I suppose if that kid's going to a trans show does that kid have a lot of hope anyway anyway I know I'm I'm sort of punting here but involvement of kids is this is the distinction that matters did you have uh, additional thoughts uh, yeah, I totally agree. I should have just cut out that whole first part. <laughs> he had to get his Kanye observations in. I'm sorry. Um, all right. You, do you think we should, uh, do you think, uh, like, let's say mom takes her kid to a drag show intentionally. Like, should we bust up that mom? I mean, no, uh, only because they're going to use that on us when we try to homeschool our kids and stuff like that. But I think, I think in a healthy society, um, that we would just be able to shame that woman out of polite society. Right. Like 
that she would be getting like rocks thrown at her at the grocery store and shit. Here's where I will. Here's where I would be more comfortable saying it should be criminal when the kid is the display. Like when we're talking Desmond shit. Desmond. And that like that to me is is uh, a more I'd be more comfortable with a criminal standard there when you are actually making the kid the show. Um, a sexualized uh, show but then we get yeah. anyway i'm scared to read this next one because yeah. i just doxed my husband and so i'm afraid i'm going to say the n-word uh we can talk about that when the when the show's uh, over <laughs> i didn't know if that was necessarily an issue or not but we can talk about that when the show's over. It totally is but i forgot the timestamp, so i can find it oh I, i'm not gonna make you do that I let me know live it. chat yeah um jogger jigaboo moon cricket mick n-word i did it I didn't say the N-word. Okay, did yeah. you hear about the U.S. sailor who got railroaded and slapped with illegal selling machine guns? Mr. Guns and Gear did a video on the case. Man couldn't hire a defense because Fed saved every penny he had. ATF is going balls to the wall to fuck around. Can't wait till the hammer drops and they find out all over their face, neck, and chest. Do you think a candidate who campaigned on abolish the alphabet agency fuck around and find out. would survive long enough to be elected to office? I mean... The thing about assassinations by the government is at some point, it's so obvious that Hillary Clinton killed Kanye West that, <laughs> that I, no, I mean, at a certain point, it just becomes so obvious. Like if, if somebody got murked and they had like a, like a total anti ATF, like pro Randy Wheeler stance, even mm. non-conspiracy theorists would be like, come on, like this guy got whacked. Right. I think it would just be too obvious. Uh, it's an interesting question here that because I hadn't thought about it in this way. I, I think of it like could could a candidate be politically viable on running on dismantling most of the federal agencies? Like, would people vote for it? But this this question is, if people were vote poised to vote for it, if they had massive would polling support, killed? would they get killed? That's always the great theory about JFK, the greatest open minded president of all time, was that the CIA right. or other uh, D.C. actors actually killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not endorsing that theory. It's just that's one of the the thoughts. Um, yeah, well, it, 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 watching the FBI and the ATF and all these people do all this crazy stuff. Of course, uh, would it be in, would it be too far to believe that they would kill someone who politically is poised to end their careers? Yeah, I could believe it. Yeah, I just I haven't thought about that necessarily because nobody serious is running on on abolish the FBI or abolish the ATF. Even, um, you know, conservative or right-wing candidates are usually more about like, uh, drain the swamp, I suppose, or clean up the mess rather than just like hit the delete key and hit the delete key is really what we need to be thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Noticer of Matt says, Hey Matt, do you consume any news or opinion media outside of a normal, uh, normie constitutional conservative stuff? Most of the stuff I watch is, um, it's not even that I, I probably spend the most time watching like, uh, like I watch NBC news every morning and, uh, I'll listen to like clips from, I don't know, all that garbage, MSNBC, CNN, like cable news, not because I am, um, uh, buying what they're selling i suppose but because i'm interested in what they have to say and about how they're presenting an issue trying to think like what's the what's the edgiest stuff i listen to the edgiest stuff i listen to is the calls on this show (laughs) that's that's how i consume that kind of media um yeah i don't um i would say that like my my youtube and video consumption 
podcast consumption has probably declined in the last really since I've became become a father. I think I just don't have as much time to listen attentively to long form things as I used to. So yeah, there's certainly not a lot of like a lot of uh, edgy material that I spend time listening listening to. I suppose you could say. Uh, I guess you have noticed. You have noticed. In fact, I, I need to. I need to step it up in the spice department. Oh, um, that was a question for you. So, yeah. Um, Halo with horns. Oh, this is okay. This is a long story, so I'm going to summarize because I've already read this. So, he was seeing The Exorcist, and another person seated a couple rows behind his friend began chomping on ice. He asked him to stop. The second time, he was more forceful. After realizing that he was just being deliberately rude, was surrounded by other rude people giggling and egging him on. He, his friend, hmm. this is Halo with Horns friend, was like, just let it be. And then he stood up and turned around, this is Halo with Horns, stood up and turned around and loudly and rudely cursed and told them that it would be rude, that they were rude, that the chomping was louder in the movie. And then my friend moved to another section out of embarrassment because the entire audience heard me. Uh, Sir Chomp a lot made a snarky remark, but chomped no more. So my question, how would you have handled this situation? Um, I I am confrontational, so I probably would have done the same thing. Hmm. I am not. So I guess it depends. Is this a situation where I can just go sit somewhere else? Because that's probably what I would do. When people annoy me and piss me off, I just go somewhere else. Yeah. But if I'm in a situation where I have to, you know, by nature, I'm not confrontational. I haven't had this sort of encounter in a movie theater, but I, I, I have it frequently on airplanes um, because uh, these psychopaths, they're maybe even worse than cyclists. I'm not fully anti recline. All right. I'm not saying never, but the people who do it without asking and you got like a drink in your laptop. On the, You're so wrong about this, dude. Just at least make a notice. Some people are just like, Whoop, they just kick it back. And all of a sudden your orange juice is all over your keyboard. I do it real slowly. In general, I, uh, I really, as a, as a somewhat long legged person whose knees are compromised by this arrangement in general, I hate the recliners. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I would like to say that I'm the kind of guy that, that would stand up and say like, listen, bitch, you're going to put that seat back up, <laughs> you know, but no, I'm the kind of guy who silently seethes because that's uh, that's my nature. I think um, that said uh, for things that are, I guess, things that are trivial like that, even though, though it pisses me off, the, the airplane thing, the crunching of the ice, I I am pretty much going to try to remove myself from that situation and or not get confrontational. That said, I think that there are uh, that I can ascend the levels of rage to listen here bucko or now hold on a minute when the situation demands it. I just don't know that those situations necessarily demand where it's like, I'm not under threat. I'm just inconvenienced. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll put up with the inconvenience in the name of avoiding conflict, which I think is just my, my nature. Um, your turn. Gaylord Steambath says for Matt, you've talked uh, about how you met your wife online and had a long distance relationship before she moved to Montana. What did you guys do together through that long distance to build such a strong relationship? P.S. I may or may not be going through the same thing right now. Keep up the uh, the great work, you two. Well, congratulations if you are. Um, our relationship, uh, she she found me through the show. So I have the show to thank for my marriage as well. Um, but she was in California at the time and I was here. And this, as I've described before, this was a very business-like relationship. This is the first time I've approached it in my life where I said, listen, I'm looking for a wife and a mom. Uh, are you in or are you out? And she was in. 
And so we made a, a plan. She moved here after about a half a year. So we were, uh, we were uh, on board with like an exit strategy to get out of the right, long distance right. situation. I would always advise that. Yeah. Don't, don't do a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? A, um, unending, undefined, indefinite, it, yeah, long distance get relationship. It. Don't do that. Have a plan for when it's going to end so that everybody knows what to expect. And then as far as managing the distance, um, we, like I said, this relationship was defined by values and purpose immediately. So we had those serious conversations right away. Once that was established and we were just kind of trying to enjoy each other's company rather than talk serious things all the time. Um, one thing that worked really well for us was services that allow you to say, watch a movie or like watch Netflix together. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we did a lot of that, which was pretty fun. We, wa- we watched all of to catch a predator, the greatest show of the man. <laughs> Cause she hadn't seen it before. What? It's like, there's like three seasons of this before a guy shot himself and then they had to stop doing the show. <laughs> so we watched all there were only of, three seasons. I of think that? it was two or three seasons in 2006, 2007, that era. So we watched all of to catch a predator uh, we watched some other things, but that that was helpful because even even if you you have a great relationship where communication is natural and you enjoy each other's company, there's something that is always a little bit awkward about having that on Skype or Zoom or on your phone. Yeah, you know when we're doing like a, a stream like this or a show that's a talk show. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. but when you're like trying to when you're trying to form a romance through a screen in that way, it's very bizarre it can be yeah that's why the movie thing really worked because you're just talking to each other about the movie or what it's not like you're not trying to like uh prompt a sparkle in in her eye or something like that it's just you know it's like kind of are i guess but it's the movie eases that awkwardness there's like some some show or something else that you're doing yeah and you don't have to feel like you're the that yeah you've got there's no pressure like you're an entertainer or something like that uh, so that's what I would advise. And good luck. Uh, I hope it works out for you. Um, Dargon, the conspiracy theorist, how do we exist in this country with the left, the virtual signal about X, then if you f- if you notice, all of a sudden you're the bad guy. I'm tired of all the praise of Elon buying Twitter, but here he is working with the ADL and NAACP, the same people pushing Vijaya and Jack to ban conservatives. All I see is more of the same, like, yay, noticing banks are all owned by... Oh, come on. Uh, and now he's banned from everything. That was That was um, a close one. I, no, I got that. I, I got cool. Um, you're totally right. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how we can exist with these people. Well, yeah, it, it's because these people insist on the violation of every one of your individual rights. And I yeah. am completely willing to live with people who disagree with me on matters of opinion, X, Y, and Z, or who disagree with me on, I don't know, whatever, like, I, I'm pretty tolerant when it comes to choosing to live your life in weird, unorthodox, or bizarre ways. I'm not yeah. tolerant when you try to tell me that I can't live how I choose, and not only can I not live in the way that I choose, but I have to cut you a check to subsidize your bizarre behavior. Ooh, exactly. And, uh, and, and, and th- like, they're entitled to the control of me in every single way. But if I have any questions about the degenerate nature of most of their ways, then somehow I'm a bigot. That's the problem. They insist on the control and you can't really uh, coexist as the bumper says, or the bumper sticker says when, when that's their fundamental philosophy or their fundamental operation. 
So I, I don't see a way quite uh, unless they have some sort of magical reformation where they realize, hey, maybe people do have a right to live their lives free from my influence if they so choose. Yeah. Maybe I should be respectful of that. If they're not, then I hate to I hate to exaggerate or say something that's uh, I don't know, something that's um, maybe a little too far. But th- you violate all those moral principles. War is the that's that's the only way that direction can go or that that approach can go. It can't be solved through having a conversation because you don't you don't respect uh, the other side of that conversation. It's get in line or die, get in line or be enslaved. Well, yeah. if those are the choices, die, be enslaved or fight, I guess I pick fight. But Ugh. yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it works out sleuthing sloth says hi both uh both of you guys question blonde i have found out that i am pregnant my husband and i are thrilled still early days but going well can you suggest some safe pregnancy workouts what exercise you did in your pregnancy sure um i was so sick uh the first trimester that like i didn't do anything but then i think i went to bar which is good for pregnancy, but I avoided like the abdominal stuff. And then mostly I just walked, but I gained like 40 pounds. So you probably shouldn't listen to me about this. Hmm. It's too much. Supposedly walking is really good. At least that's what my wife has heard too, but I don't. I, it's not much, but I did walk a mile a day every day of my pregnancy. It's supposedly uh, not just for like uh, general fitness reasons, but something to do with the pelvic muscles or bones or something that it's supposed to, at least she was told that it will aid your delivery. If you walk a lot and train those muscles, I don't know. It really didn't, but you know, just get exercise where you can. Dan. uh, Oh, Dan is yours. And congratulations, oh, sleuthing sloth. Congratulations. I remember when she was uh, messaging about getting engaged and stuff. Like, within I know. The last couple of years, when so. is he going to marry me? Yeah. yeah congrats. That's good. It's good to hear. Dan, with the midterms a week away, what are your thoughts on the dilemma of making a principled choice versus a realistic one? My choices are a rhino who voted with the, for the $40 billion to Ukraine. Oh, God Ugh. bless it. Versus a Dem who would take away my rights in a second. I never wanted to vote uh, third party as much as I do now, but the left is pure evil and must mm. be stopped. Isn't this the question of the hour? I mean, yeah. I've, I would I would not vote or vote third party. I mean, you want to take this one? I'm not the right person. I don't know what I would do because if I if I'm expected to support a person who if I'm giving support to a person who is signing blank checks to a foreign country and thinks that's fine and wants to continue doing it. Yeah, that's saying of this particular episode of it. I'm not trying to say that like any foreign involvement or aid is ever a deal breaker, but certainly this one where we have no end in sight to it. And there's seemingly no conditions or no knowledge of what the hell we're even doing with it. We're just sending money to some laundering operation uh, overseas. How, how could I in good conscience vote for that? Yeah. Um, But uh, (laughs) at the same time, Pretty much everybody who's running who's an incumbent is a part of that. That's the one thing that the parties can agree on is blank checks for Ukraine. So if you want to vote for anybody, you pretty much have to sign up for that. You know, that's that's pushback on my idea. I push back on what I was saying previously that it's better to vote than not because, it, as you were saying, it's low cost and there's maybe some benefit. But 
man. Um, so yeah, do I do I want to keep sending money overseas uh, and bankrupting our country as long as the, uh, no. the even worse communists are punished because of it? Man, that's a uh, that's a tough one. Or I was thinking, like, if I lived in Pennsylvania, what would I do if I lived in Pennsylvania? Would I vote for Oz, even though I don't, even though I believe he'll do exactly what you're talking about, and I don't like what he says about guns? I don't really like. I, I thought that he chickened out on the abortion question. It's not that I yeah. didn't like what he said, but I thought he kind of chickened out. So I'm just, I'm not convinced he's going to be a great Senator. Would I vote for that to stop Fetterman? <laughs> yes. Remember that one time I said that Oz had that awesome interview on the radio and it just inspired me. when We talked about that. What? No, no I was like, I was half joking, but he he actually did have an interview I thought was interesting. It was speaking of my normie listening tendencies. There I am driving around in the car listening to Dr. Oz interviewed by Sean Hannity. Yeah, Ew. that was on in the car in the radio. Ugh. Not because I chose it. It's just I turned on the radio and that's I hear you. That happens sometimes. Um, but he said something like, well, we're the the land of the free home of the brave. And there's a reason that bravery is second because you can't be free without the bravery. And he was phrasing it in this eloquent way that I thought was interesting. It's about the corresponding values of freedom and bravery, that they're really a package deal. You don't get one with it without the other. And it was a, it's good phrasing. And it almost convinced me that maybe I would vote for Oz if I lived in Pennsylvania. No, I don't know. I guess I'm still going to be team damage control, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of coming around on that, that, is there really value in that damage control vote when the damage is kind of a consequence of either? I don't know. I don't think so. Vote, vote damage control, but talk to me on uh, November 9th. Let's see if I change on that. Uh, here's one. Is this mine? Yeah. Uh-huh. The Jew. If you could go back in time and ask Hitler one question, what would it be? Oh, okay. Um, do you have aspirations beyond the betterment of Germany? Like, do mm. you truly have worldwide aspirations, like world conquering aspirations? That's interesting. Because I don't think he did, but I'd like to hear what he said. I think he would say, <laughs> I think he would say, you know, uh, taking control of more areas will, will help improve Germany. I would ask, what was the mustache inspiration? What That's what you this, would ask Hitler? Yeah, it's, I'm curious. No, I don't know. I think, uh, seriously speaking, I think that your question is interesting. Now, Hitler is a historical villain, and I'm not saying that's wrong. I think that Hitler did a lot of bad things. I'm not pro-Hitler. However, I also understand that uh, that there are... that when it, When it's decided that someone was the bad guy in history, we erase any perceived reason that they had or any we erase their entire perspective again that's not an endorsement of hitler's perspective it's just the but way he did he did measurable good also before well okay I, i'm i'm gonna I'm he gonna fought stay, commies he fought commies <laughs> i'm gonna stay with what stay with that yeah yeah, yeah. He, he killed a lot of communists yeah uh and um you know hitler's germany was not a terrible place to be they had stability uh, they had um, cultural homogeneity. It was argued by many at the time that it was utopia, and it just fell apart. I, well, I, I'm going to... I don't want to live there, but I am interested... Only because you know what's coming. <laughs> I, I am interested in sort of uh, 
the forbidden perspectives of history. Let's put it that way. And and I if, if there was a such thing as Hitler's side of the story, the podcast, I would listen. I certainly would. Point. It's grand. called the greatest story never told. Ah, it's out there. Is it narrated by him? Yes. I know he has a book on the topic, right? Hitler himself. Yeah. My struggle. Um, Mr. Ed, does atheism tend to lead to authoritarianism? Hmm. It seems like those who don't believe in divine justice turn to government power. I think that that is a beautiful way of putting it, that we are, we are all looking for a powerful structure to help govern our feeble human um, capabilities. And uh, it, if you if you were an atheist, you were going to find that in government. I think that makes sense. To the extent that we all believe that there's some framework that guides our moral decisions, that framework yeah. has to come from something. I am constantly searching for its origin in the concept of God, as we talk about commonly and frequently. But if if you believe that there is no such thing as a conclusive matter, you will not look there for it. You will instead seek to build that structure from which you extract your morality from which you get your morality in something else. And it would make sense if you believe humanity is all there is. Of course, I guess you would put your faith in human beings to build that framework that right or wrong are merely constructs that we decide. And that's where I get my moral guidance. And so the architects of, uh, well, the experts, I mean, just think of the last two years, the experts or the federal government or whoever it is, the ultimate boss the ultimate human boss is where we get our morality. That's how that happens. Makes yeah. sense. Yep. Uh, Jasper says, what's your favorite brand or style of frozen pizza? Hmm. I hate myself, but the Kirkland from Costco. They are legit. I wouldn't say legit. it's my favorite, but for the price, it's hard to argue. Like high value. I hate, I hate myself. Uh, I hate what it. the hell is the name of the... Is that really your favorite of all of them, though? I'd never eat frozen pizza. Hmm. Oh, the California pizza kitchen frozen pizza is not terrible. Yeah, that's right. You're a thin crust person, aren't you? Yes. Ugh. I can, di- I can live with it, but it's not my, it's not my preferred. Uh, do you like deep dish pizza? Get out of here. I would say that the, uh, the DiGiorno stuffed crust is a good bet. That's a pretty solid one, but what is this? Uh, there's one that I'm thinking of and I can't even, I haven't bought it in so long. Cause I've, I've tried to substitute salads for pizzas, you know? Uh, sometimes I'm more successful than others, but <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. Will you take the next question? I'm going to see if I can. Uh, sure. I'll agree with your, so I'll agree with your Costco decision and I'll add DiGiorno stuffed crust, but there's one that's, uh, I can picture it. I can't remember what the damn name of it is. Let me see if it comes back to me. Um, okay. Dingo Darling, has it, has, has it ever struck you that the shot heard round the world in battles of Lexington and Concord was essentially the result of a botched ATF raid? Um, <laughs> that's yeah, kind of. Yeah, I suppose. Although I think they probably would have happened anyway. But our, yeah, our country is is built on that, is based on that concept that yeah. some people want to either come and take some shit or force you to pay for, pay for shit. <laughs> and uh, you say no. And then yeah. they, they come and they... They attempt and they find out they that it is, it, uh, yeah. yeah, that is interesting. The, uh, the, the, the fed, it's just, I wonder if like, did the FBI and the ATF and all them, do they realize that they are the modern day redcoats or do they think that they are? I don't, no, I don't, I don't think that they realize. Who do they think they are? Like in that, if you, it's like, if we had to take a revolutionary war example, do they think they're the Patriots? Yeah, totally. Who are the redcoats? 
Maybe they would just say it's a bad analogy, that there is no comparison. Uh, By the way, the pizza I was thinking of, Screamin' Sicilian. You ever had it? Uh -uh. That's a damn fine frozen pizza. (laughs) Really good. Screamin' Sicilian. The Supreme is really awesome. They have a a cheese pizza called Bessie's Revenge, which has like a whole bunch of different kinds of cheese on it. Highly recommended. Uh, All right. Last one. BJ says, what exactly did Kanye say that was anti-Semitic? How is it uh, that saying that a certain group of people have a lot of power? How is that anti-Semitic? Usually insults and racism, uh, racisms are down putting someone or a race of people saying someone has a lot of power isn't exactly putting someone down. What are your thoughts on this? And does mass canceling, does the mass canceling of Kanye West prove his point? Well, I, (laughs) I did find that to be somewhat, uh, this is not like an endorsement of everything that Kanye is saying, but but if his point is, if you say this or criticize this, you will face severe punishment and then the wagons circle and the punishment is imposed. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of something yeah. to that now to to put to make the other side of the cases. They're saying, no, no, it's not because he's right. It's because um, he is making defamatory statements about a group of people and we don't stand with that. So we are disassociating or dissociating. We're. We're ending our relationship with Kanye, not because he's right about power centers, but because he's hateful and we don't want anything to do with that is what they would say. But yeah, um, but he got canceled by literal bankers. I don't don't you think that the average American is like, what about uh, Adidas? They're run by uh, they're run by Germans, are they not? Let's see. Let's do an early (laughs) life check on Adidas. I don't know who runs Adidas, but uh, CEO. Um, well, I will say, so the, 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 the defamation or the, the, the racism, I suppose is implied or inferred. It's not, I think it's right that at least from what I've heard Kanye say, he's not saying that this makes, uh, this makes them bad people or this makes them inferior or something like that. He's saying that there is a concentration of a particular group of people in positions of power. And that power has been exercised over me and others in ways that I disagree with, I think is along the lines of the stuff that he said. I've not listened to the entire, you know, Kanye podcast. What they did by canceling him was um, far more illuminating than by letting him stay. He would have seemed, I I think it's undebatably true that he would have seemed far kookier if, if the cancellation stuff didn't happen because then it's like, well, what are you talking about? Americans are looking at, you know, Nick Cannon said something similar. Um, and he got canceled for it. Black Americans have been looking at this and, and they're thinking like, wow, he's right. Well, I and- saw, um, I saw Charlemagne made similar, a, a clip of Charlemagne emerged on Twitter in the last week or so too, where he was talking about a lot of the same things where he was saying that, yeah, there are a lot of bosses of record labels that, uh, are of Jewish origin is what Charlemagne was talking about. Yeah. And, and he, was making very Kanye-esque comments. I, and I, I understand how people would, what would interpret that to be an attack. I'm not saying that it's way off but base. Why does anybody care is the thing like, like why is anybody getting, getting angry on behalf of racism for any group to which they don't belong? It's so baffling to me. Like, why are you personally offended well, by something that is said about Jews? And to Who the cares? point of the question asker. And again, this is not, I'm not, I'm have not, listen to all the Kanye stuff. So I'm not trying to say I agree with everything Kanye is saying or what Charlemagne said, but I, I do notice that the, it will be a, a description of fact 
like, hey, there are a lot of uh, record labels, rap record labels that have Jewish people in charge of them. And that is treated as like an unsayable uh, offensive thing or like some kind of insult or defamation. But it's it's not really disputed. Like they're not saying he's lying. That's not a thing. I think yeah, how is like, that defamatory anyway? It seems to me that a lot of the points about at least in the rap culture that they're talking about. And you know, a lot of people are going to talk about it in the broader context of all sorts of power centers, but to, to make a statement of fact and say that the statement of fact is defamatory, that is where things get a little bit dicey. If you, if you want to say that, Oh, um, these people are in power because of some mass, uh, organized, organized conspiracy or something that, that all sorts of stuff has been stolen from other people, uh, uh, as a result of that plot or something like that. Yeah, I get how that that has a specific accusation to it, I guess, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, and, and saying. maybe Kanye has said things that are more accusatory. I'm not saying he hasn't, but just observing true things like on the other side of it, observing demographic statistics about crime. Like, I, I'm not saying that that makes all black people bad or something. But I can look at the statistics and see there is a disproportionate amount of crime committed by black people. Right. Doesn't mean that I that the individual black person I meet, I'm going to assume he's a bad guy or something. But like, I, it, you have to be able to acknowledge true things. And if we can't talk about true things or if just statement of true fact is treated as attack or defamation. Well, like that, it, that, well that's a you can't defame an entire race of people either. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you can say this class of people are bad people. Yeah, you can you can lie about them. You can you can do whatever you want that that's not defamation to defame yeah. somebody under the legal standard. You have to be talking about somebody specific. Ah, you mean? Like, yeah. OK, so you're saying like by a legal in a legal yeah. context. And, uh, you know, who decides what's true? I don't care if somebody comes out and says something untrue about any ethnic group because I'm, I'm not really seeing any perceived um, harm on the group. You know what I mean? Hmm. Well, and, uh, and it's even if that is the case, even if you make a, a broad an opinion, that's yeah. overly broad and incorrect. Let's say like Kanye is wrong as a matter of fact. And there are plenty of people who say that. And I, I don't like, I understand the, where they're coming from, but I also noticed that the inclination is not, Hey, Let's talk to Kanye and try to figure out it's what it is. Let's cancel him. Let's, like, let's destroy him. his life. Yeah. And and you have to think why. It's because they don't want um, people don't want this to enter the, the public consciousness. Well, it's, it's certainly a very hostile reaction. Um, I, I will. It's a, I, I would agree that it's a hostile reaction that seems less interested in discussing why it's so wrong than it is in just like trying to delete it. And um, yeah, as a, a matter of principle, I, I'll generally have opposition to that. It doesn't mean that I endorse but, Kanye's views. But you can views. come out and you can say uh, white people are evil and we should of course. exterminate white people. Uh, yeah, you could probably get away with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you yeah. could definitely get it. What about that giant fat black chick that was saying that? Do you remember that? Uh, it was like a, a PowerPoint presentation or whatever. She's in a green dress. <laughs> There's probably been several on college campuses by now. Yeah, I mean, and anyway. the average American that like doesn't care about this stuff is looking at this and going, what? Like he got canceled for this? Yeah, uh, I don't know. So... Was that the last question? That that's the last question. I'll have to leave oh, cool. the Kanye okay. discussion there. But uh 
But thank you, BJ. Appreciate it. Let's see. BJ. Uh, we do have uh, chats to get to, and we're already behind time. So let's uh, we'll have to get yeah. through these, and we'll call it a night. Appreciate your patience, by the way, chatters. I know we've uh, left you on the hook for a little while, so thank you for uh, being patient with our calls and with our email questions. We left off on, do you remember? Uh, I can find it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, N-word, F-word. I like the sound of your Halloween costumes, Blonde. Hope the undersea theme didn't result in any harassment or robbery from the mermaids who happened to jog by. <laughs> That's wow. so many layers. Were there, a, there were diverse mermaids, were there? There were. Really wall-eyed. Um, let's see. Holden Mulray. Hi, True Seekers. The left-right paradigm we've bought hides the closeness between fascism and communism by suggesting they're opposites. I want the Dems out, but not only to replace them with neocons. That's that. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, I, I think that the you know the the meme of like the head exploding, the levels of the head exploding, the levels of enlightenment. The ultimate level of his enlightenment is is to be like these political parties. Uh, neither really represent the average average person and they're more alike than they are different yeah I, that, that was a theme of the oz fetterman debate that disappointed me it's like oh what are you going to do about this issue that issue and i'm thinking the correct answer is nothing, nothing? not the federal government's yeah. domain why can't someone calvin coolidge this and just be like i'm going to be president and i'm not going to do shit states yeah. take care of it sounds like a you problem why don't you fix it exactly. next question yeah uh thank you for that um oh shoot i closed the tab can you yeah uh G-I-A-R says, can we all agree cyclist extermination is on the table? Well, I, I like to think that I was, uh, you know, really if, behind um, that, you know, like first and foremost, I, I was the author of the cyclist Mein Kampf. I think that was me. <laughs> What's the German translation? <laughs> Hold on. Um, already you just read. Thank you. Uh, oh, he also added, let's not forget who brought us. Or did you read that part? Patriot Act DHS. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Let's not forget who brought us the Patriot Act, DHS, a cabinet level position, TSA, Iraq war, the 2008 bank bailouts post 9-11. I believe plans were being drawn for uh, to force uh, vaccine uh, Americans to anthrax. Yeah, the, the Republican Party has done all sorts of authoritarian nonsense, expanded the federal government into ever more domains that it does not belong. Uh, what's the saying? It was a Tim Pool saying it's just it's Democrats with speed bumps. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think I, I would agree with that. And I think the, the heart of the debate that we've been having is, are the speed bumps worthwhile? That's really yeah. what you and yeah. Red Falco were discussing earlier. You say no. He says, you know, maybe or the caller earlier who said, listen, I need time to prepare. That's why he needs the speed bumps. Yeah, I yeah, I understand that. Thunderstorm hard on them. says, quote, uh, do not compare yourself to others. If you do, if you do so, you're insulting yourself. Austrian philosopher Flota Relti. I agree that that it's a, in general comparing yourself to who you were yesterday is a better philosophy than trying to compare mm -hmm. yourself to others all the time. That, but on the other side of it, there is value in seeing, you know, like the most skilled athlete or the most, uh, I don't know, just the smartest guy, the prettiest woman, whatever high, high standards do have value. But I agree that to keep yourself on a path of improvement, yeah, you need to compare to yourself more frequently than you're trying to achieve the best of that's possibly achievable by humankind. Yeah. Colton Regal says, uh, this free and fair election of 1860 led to a war that killed 6 million Americans and a societal collapse in the South. As much of a civil war buff as I am, I still think advocating for round two is entirely ghoulish. Ah, yes. Um, well, I certainly 
I think and you sort of made this point earlier. Um, it's not about wanting the conflict. It's certainly not about wanting the civil war like we had in the 1860s. It's about wanting a, a peace and prosperity away from these people. And I think both of us would agree, as you mentioned earlier, if we could do that through the, the cordial signing of national divorce papers, I am there, please. Um, yeah. And, and the only thing I would say is like, yeah, do you, to want that conflict, I agree is bad to submit yourself to the violation of our rights in the way they continue and increase um, is, is also an injustice. And I, I, I'm not saying that you're ghoulish to do that. I'm saying that if we accept that as a status quo, there's a ghoulishness to that. That's true. Uh, yeah. As well. Thank you, Colton. Uh, Holden Mulray says, it seems to me that the distinction should be between collectivism and liberty. That's my rant, but I have a hundred characters left. I'm going to get every penny's worth. You low down money grabbers. Well, thank you. And I, I agree. I don't, uh, the, the left right distinction. A lot of times I don't necessarily even know what people mean by that. I, I want, yeah. what does do that you, even mean anymore? Yeah. Do you believe in individual rights? And do you believe in a certain distribution of power between say the federal governments, the federal government and the States that allows as much, autonomy for those states and individuals as possible that those are the principles that that really matter in terms of how we govern our country mm-hmm. giar says have any shows to recommend as many as you both can and would this be like political shows uh like tv shows tv shows i hardly That's watch I any uh, tv except for that trash ass dating show i was telling you about love God, is blind everything has been so uh so disappointing i watched the patient with steve carell um, and it's very good, but there are lots of Auschwitz flashbacks. So wow. if you can get over that, <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, what else have we have we watched recently? Better Call Saul, best TV on best show on TV in the last <sighs> five years. Maybe it got better. I got bored in season three. Oh, it's so great. Out. It Maybe just... I'll go back. Uh, Yellowstone. Uh, really looking forward to Yellowstone. Can't wait. Is that back yet? Uh, ten days, November thirteenth. Oh, okay. Are you going to watch or are you out? I mean, my husband's like, no, he doesn't like but it. Well, probably it's just so stupid. We were just talking about everything that happened. We're like, this is so dumb. Thunderstorm says, why are people operant conditioned to into not calling Bolsheviks and communists by name? It's so soy. I, I've always uh, previously I've hated to throw around the commie language because sometimes that's exaggerated. But I don't know. I mean, I use it more frequently now. It, it, these these people are fundamentally communist in their belief structure. Yeah. I'm open to the description of I'm open to the pushback of like, okay, to what extent do you actually believe in individual rights and the power of market forces? But as far as I can tell, individual is secondary to the collective and market forces should be eliminated in favor of a planned economy from some genius who knows everything better than you know, the, the collective knowledge of the entire country making free decisions for itself. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I think it's completely uh, justified. GIAR says not leaving California commie frontline to the end. Well, God bless you, man. I hope it uh, is restored. Chimp in a bow tie says blonde. How far would you go in using gene editing? Once every degenerate trait has been isolated, low IQ, the proclivity you discussed earlier, voting in a certain way, et cetera. Are you going to, you going to go down no, that route? No gene editing. Uh-uh. I would. Although. Uh, um, I do have friend. I have a friend that has Marfan's disease, mm. and he just had IVF twins that confirmed do not have Marfan's, mm. and it's a it's a horrible disease. 
Uh, I guess I'm willing to and listen. And that is gene editing. Like, let's be real. I'm willing to maybe listen to that disease prevention stuff, but but the 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 behavioral stuff I can't. The slippery slope to like, oh, I want this color eyes, and I want. Uh, but IVF is the slippery slope. Hmm. Maybe I need to look more into it. Buddy with an H. I'll do this one, and uh, you grab Colton after this, or whoever's next. Uh, the best way to disconnect from government, especially in regards to taxes, is for homeowners to start a hobby business and, or a side hustle out of your house and write off every fucking thing. The hardest part is finding ultra competent, like minded uh, CPA. You know, I don't uh, like strictly speaking. I have a home operated business, but the write offs, at least as far as I understand them, and don't quote me because I'm not the legal expert, but. I think strictly you're only allowed to use, write off like the portion of your home that is used for business. Yeah, but you, what is somebody going to do? Come and check? Yeah, I guess. But like all I'm saying is if you write off every fucking thing, you do run some dangers if you were to get audited. As far as I understand. I mean, I don't cheat on my taxes ever, but everybody should cheat on their taxes. <laughs> That's pretty much my perspective. Yeah. For the same reason, I'm very, uh, I'm very particular about compliance with gun laws and all that stuff too. I know it just takes one jackass who wants to get me who to send a report to a fed. Hey, you should yeah. audit this guy. Hey, you should check out his gun safe. No, I, I handle all that I'm stuff. I'm truly squared up. Like yeah. I, I report Bitcoin, like yeah, Bitcoin I, in like 2014. I was reporting. Yeah. yeah I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to leave my my family vulnerable to someone who could exploit that sort of thing. So I don't I don't mess around with that. Um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, oh, we got a bunch. We better. Yeah, Colton. Um, uh, thank you, buddy. Colton Regal uh, up next. Or uh, you can have a cultural revival yeah. without a societal collapse. A depression could harden people without destroying the nation. P.S. Remind Falker to breathe. Um, that's true. I mean, if that's what it's going to take. Okay. Yeah. But during the Great Depression, there was still some good stuff here. And I question as to whether or not we still have that. It uh, doesn't matter. If an actual hammer attack occurred right in front of the police, why the hell wasn't Mr. D's Pepe, Mr. De Pepe, shot right where he stood? Last time I checked, a hammer's a deadly weapon. What am I missing here? You're not missing anything. Yeah, in I the court documents. fair observation. It says they told him to drop the hammer, then he swung it, and they still didn't intervene until uh, uh, Pelosi's head was cracked. Yep. G-R, we won VA when the largest red district reported last. Uh, Virginia governor, perhaps, is he referring yeah, to? I think so. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to wait many days to find the true results. Colton Regal, I'm totally for bringing back Victorian clothing. A good civil war dress gives any gal plus two on the sexual market value scale hmm. blonde. You might look into V Birchwood. She does videos on sewing and historical clothing. Yes, I, there are a few historical clothing um, people that I'm, I'm really into battle. Okay. At what age or life event does the average female become an adult? I've noticed we tend to treat them like children, not saying this approach is wrong. Uh, I don't think that, that the female intellect grows into itself in the same way that the, the male intellect does. So I'd say for men, it's when you have children and for women, it's never, we're perpetually <laughs> infantilized, right? I mean, I'm never going to graduate beyond the mentality of my 16 year old self ever. Hmm. I've I'll modified my behaviors to be less, less irresponsible, Shut up! but like I, I'm still there. Silly woman. I think every woman is like that. Um, maturity, female maturity is a myth. Uh, Jimmy Pete, Matt Walsh talks about this all the time, not for decades. Now there has been there now has there existed a condition where the baby must be aborted to save the life of the mother. They can attempt delivery and try to save both in all cases. I believe hmm. that. Yeah. I was trying to rack my brain for cases where that would, before or after viability where that would be the um, issue. 
John H., a few months ago, I sent a super chat saying I thought our country was being judged for not following the Old Testament laws. After much study, I found that I was wrong and I wanted to correct myself. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you for uh, circling back. Appreciate we, we, it. Legit circle back. Um, Evan McDonald, check out my anti-commie folk song, a link that I'm not reading. Can you give a shout out to Evan McDonald on all music platforms, daily live streaming on Instagram? That oh, is well, Evan McDonald. Uh, congrats on the music. I, I can't open links from the chat, but uh, if you want to email it to me, I'll take a look. And thank you, Evan. Good luck with the music. I'd ask Hitler if he viewed himself as left or right wing and why. That's that's Hmm. good. Okay, we're good. Uh, I got Logan says, we all know that in order to fix America. (laughs) Oh, come on, dude. I can't even begin. Do you you see that one? Hold on. Let me refresh. Uh, He's advocating personal cleanliness. (laughs) He thinks... People of he thinks um, he thinks not enough people are taking showers. That's not enough of certain kinds of people are taking. Well, I guess that that's what he would ask Hitler about. (laughs) What's uh yeah what uh who did your shower work? Who was the contractor that you hired? Anyway, not the guy that you hired to do your shower. uh, That that is a story that I don't have time to talk about. So we will. You son of a bitch. (laughs) We will end the show there. Appreciate uh, everybody hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate your chats. Appreciate your calls. Appreciate your email questions. Remember, we're off next week on Wednesday, but we will be live on Tuesday night, election night, November 8th. 9 p.m. Eastern, as usual. Uh, We'll take some of your calls. We'll talk to Frank. We'll monitor election returns. We'll see uh, how much my faith in the system is, I don't know, uh, maintained or destroyed. 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 uh, destroyed. We'll catch you on, on Sunday before that as well. Thanks and have a great night. Thank you.